Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. On my left, my co-host is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here to rip shit up again. Yeah. Getting savage again. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. a pump-up jam right That's there. That's it. I eat coronavirus for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I'm talking about what? right there. Come on. That's my pump-up jam yeah. right there. This is what we call reservation breakfast. That's the native shit right there. This is what we eat on the reservation. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah, scalp. Right on Melrose. Are you kidding me? I'd fucking scalp and then take them to Brooklyn Dom to make some fucking Nikes out of scalp fucking skin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, on sound... Is Sean Lewis, certified audio professional and engineer for the Hard Luck Show. Oh, blue eyes. Oh, blue eyes. That's right. Don't be scared. Oh, shit. This is Sean shit. This is Sean. Blue eyes shit right there. Oh, dude. Do you see him landing in the fucking space car right now and fucking. It's like. In the middle of Burning Man? Dude, it's like Blade Runner. Yeah. Here he is landing. Right, he's looking for fucking He's looking for androids that are trying to pass themselves off as human But he doesn't realize that he himself is the android He himself is the cyborg Yeah We, yeah. Almost, lost, we almost lost this guy to Vacaville Construction Yeah, we almost did he almost Dude, he was a swinging at, worker. Yeah, like this old house or something, you know like, like Bob Villa from this old house This old fuck over here swinging a hammer Started talking about nature and shit. We're like, get your ass back to Los Angeles area, motherfucker. What you, you talking guys, about? we got a special show. Mu- we got a special, special show for you today. Muy especial. Mr. and Mrs. Headphones, earbuds, as my partner would call them. That's right. We have a couple guests on today. We have a couple old cronies of mine. These are, these are two people uh, I know quite well. And um, as I kind of lightly uh, hinted, I'm on Melrose Avenue today. Are we on Melrose? Oh, we're on Melrose. And we ain't talking about the Melrose Place bullshit they used to play no, out in the late 90s. No, we're talking about Melrose. Right. We are coming direct today from Brooklyn Project. What? On Melrose. That's who we are. This is the bunker, too. This is the virus bunker today. This, this is the uh, virus bunker where you can actually find some shoes you can't find anywhere else in the globe. Streetwear elitist. Right. That's it. Right? People, I fucking, people wait hours on, like, like as if it was the Rolling Stones or some fucking shit like that. People wait for hours online just to come in and see if they can buy some of the shoes that you can find at the Brooklyn Project. Pretty much. Isn't that right? Pretty much. And so Brooklyn, owner of this beautiful, (laughs) beautiful establishment, 
is Mr. Dominic. Let's introduce Mr. Dominic and welcome thank Mr. You, Dom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Brooklyn you very much. Dom. Thank you. Thank you. Otherwise known as Take No Shit, Dom. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we also have another guest, man. We have another guest who, man, he's a dude, bro. I got so much fucking respect for this fucking man. He's my soul assassin brother. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mr. SR Skinhead Rob, yes, welcome sir. to the house, came on. Yeah. Big fucking surprise. We yes. got this motherfucker. Been, yeah. been trying to get Rob on since we started this what was thing. The, what was the holdup? It just, you know, Rob's fucking touring the world, so he's flying all over the place. <laughs> fucking guy is like, he's in China when I hit him. He's in England when I hit him. He's in oh, Germany shit, when I hit him. China. Yeah. Bo- oh, exactly. Hey, in the, Wuhan. At Budapest. At one of the wet markets <laughs> buying some <laughs> fucking bats. Skinhead Rob, what did we tell you about eating bats? Vegan bats. Vegan bats. Vegan bats. Hey, that's your that's our vegan brother right there. Been for a long time. I've been vegan for three and a half years now. My wife's been vegan for seventeen. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, my wife's been vegan since he was six years old. Is that true? (laughs) No. All right. When did you turn vegan? Uh, I went vegetarian when I was eighteen. I'm forty three now. Um, but I've been vegan for uh, I don't know like. Past 10 years. Before it was cool. Yeah, before it was a thing. Rob does everything before it's cool, bro. Dude, he sounds like my wife. My wife is like, listen, let me tell you something, motherfucker. I'm a triple OG vegan. I was vegan back when you had to eat vegetables. Yeah. There was no no fucking vegan pizza. It's a little easier now. Right. I mean, and I'm, I'm happy for that fact because... People get turned on to it, you know, and that's what she says. Pretty much. <laughs> because back in the day, when I was eating regular meat, cartoon, Esteban, we'd be at like these restaurants with all this food and Rob be with us. And there'd be like, there'd be like two things that Rob could get, like a grill, like some kind of grilled cheese or like fucking a bean burrito. It was like the two things that Rob, like there was nothing on the menu I, for I've Rob. Been, I've been there before where you're like, uh, uh, let me ask you, can you take some of those parsley and just put that, <laughs> just brown it on each side and bring it to the fucking thing? <laughs> hey, Brooklyn Dom, are you vegetarian or what are you? Um, uh, I'm, I guess I'm like, I try to be vegan like uh, nine to five. Whenever I'm with Rob, I'm vegan or right. Dave Havoc. <laughs> right. Um, I'm vegan. Um, I try to eat, I mean, less and less meat. I did cut out pork out of my diet about eight nine years ago right um was that hard? no masa swine no was that okay. difficult it well it was because you know everybody loves bacon who yeah, doesn't love yeah, it yeah 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 and yeah. but I, I but but seeing the slaughter of pigs and, and seeing pigs i was like you know i can't fuck with it and i'm italian and that's a big part of uh, sure our diet sure um, and so i stopped doing Damn that straight. and then now it's like i barely eat right i eat red meat maybe once a month um chicken I eat a lot of sushi. Right. Um, but I do eat vegan with him, and I try to right. eat vegan at home, Beyond Meat Burgers and Impossible Burgers you buy at the supermarket Which now. one do you like better, Beyond uh, Meat or Impossible? Impossible. Yeah, I'm with you. Better and texture, right? The texture is good, and then when I make it, when I, like when I make it for my girl, whatever, it's like it's the closest to a real burger. Right. Um, and, so, let's, and let's not fuck around. I mean, the truth is, is that fucking burgers taste good. They do, but it, they do. Right. But you can get the same... Like, I was just watching, like, I never knew how to make a good Impossible Burger, you know? And Because right. when you cook it on the grill. You should called me, bro, because I'm a master but, at that but shit. But wait, but the thing is, listen, master, when you cook it, <laughs> right. okay, a lot of times that shit gets dried out and, you know? So one day I, I, was, I was with Rob at fucking Monty's and I'm watching them because I, I buy the fucking Impossible meat. I make it. It's like, 
The cheese doesn't melt. It tastes dry. I'm like, what the burger? <laughs> the fuck are you, <laughs> retarded or what? You're right. going to fucking cook or what? Right. Well, I know. Listen, I'll fuck up a burger like nobody's business. I'm a good cook. I'm a time, brother. You know how we do it in the kitchen. Right. Well, I know so how we sauce. do it, but what you're describing ain't how we do it. You know what? <laughs> cook a fucking impossible meat burger on a fucking grill regularly. Oh, that's where you fucked up because they don't go on the grill. Well, so wait a second. All right. All right. All right. I'll so let you tell I, it. I was watching the guys at Monty's and I'm like, oh, wait. And I, I was telling Rob, I was like, oh. They they pour water on the grill and then right. they put they cover it with a pot right and then it steams it right and it melts the cheese like it comes gooey right like, I'm gonna try that once I did that I said it comes gooey game changer game changer it comes gooey is that it's funny too it's like cheese whiz it's off the fucking hook do you put yeah. the word comes and gooey together for skinhead Rob and he falls apart <laughs> the only word I put together Rob is Jose <laughs> <laughs> we gotta tell the Jose story what's the Jose story yeah, skinhead Rob Jose story. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even remember how that came about. Well, here's a funny story. So, me and him call each other Jose. No no racial undertones, anything like that. (laughs) Just so you know. Sure. So, we call each other Jose, and it's funny. We have this um, one girl that works here, Akari, and then one day. What's her name? Akari, Japanese girl. All right. And is she hot? Yeah, yeah. That's a no. Oh, that's you a, think she's hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah? She's hot. She's yeah, hot. Yeah. Cute. So, listen, I love my wife, but really? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no she's cute. <laughs> she's cute. Um, and <laughs> Akari. You gotta, you gotta have a good-looking girl, Melrose, because Mando. You got, you got absolutely. Yeah. Um, Come on, trying so, to sell some shit. So she's like, you know, talking about Rob, like, oh yeah, blah blah, blah. and like, like yeah, and Jose and this and that. I'm like, and I'm like, Jose, who the fuck's talking about? And I'm like, she's like, yeah, I don't know where he went. I'm like, who? Jose. I'm like. <laughs> Who the fuck is Jose? What do you mean? Your friend, Jose. I'm like, who? She's like, tattoos. I was like, Rob? I don't know. Jose, you call him Jose. He calls you Jose. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's Rob. No. And then so the whole thing with the Jose thing is me and him were sitting in the back one day. Yeah. And I pull up this YouTube clip of this family on, on a family feud. Right. And the host, the host goes... Name a, a, a man's name that begins with the letter H. Right. And the guy's like, I got it. Jose. <laughs> and, but, but his face was so, he was so adamant that it was spelled with an H. Didn't even think about it. it and me and Rob, we were just well, we were like. High, we were high as shit, too. Yeah, so that I had to. Right. Yeah. So we started calling each other. We just, every, every day after, like, Jose. And then it, it just stuck. Now, let, let, me, let me tell you yeah, something. Yeah, go ahead. Dude. Let's just start for a second with Dom. Right. These <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, here we go. Okay, okay, you do that, but first, let's just let's just lay out what the Melrose virus bunker looks like because I, a lot oh, of our listeners. Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah. Let's so if anyone wants to know, we've got five gentlemen in sconce, and I use the word gentlemen loosely. Very loosely. Very loosely. It's we should sconced. go live for a little bit. Maybe we should. Yeah. It's sconced uh, in the in in the shop, which is called Brooklyn Projects with an S, right? Yes. Right. Brooklyn Projects. And first of all, the upper wall is just lined with sick ass fucking skateboards. Skate uh, the decks. decks mm-hmm. The decks of the boards. Then he's got like bikes on the ceiling in the Those other. Are room. All BMX like his bikes. Like championship red lines. What do you wait, wait, wait? What do you mean? And then we've got cool ass fucking hats on the top tier, backpacks you're not gonna find anywhere, and you're probably not cool enough to buy them, so don't even come down here and yeah, try to. Exactly. Because you probably and then shirts on the next level, and then obviously the, cutting so goods. Uh, and right, and then the fucking shoes that 
that Sean the sound man was bumming out that he's out of a job right now, not making any shekels because he wanted to fucking put a down payment on some of these oh, shit. You also it. got sunglass cases. You've got hardware, four decks, wheels. You've got trucks. Trucks. We got it all. Right. Everything. Everybody, like, this place is so fucking dope that everyone's dick just grew an inch just by being in here. And right? let me just say, right, bro, yes, they've got a selection of Estevan Oreo goods in here as and the new beanies. So oh, yeah, just got, know that. Candles. We got all this shit. Everything right. big yeah. with Estevan Oreo. So if you guys want to get some Estevan Oreo stuff, you can get down to Brooklyn yeah, Project. We also have the uh, Estevan Oreo. We have the um, the Fleshlight, the um, limited edition Fleshlight. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. It's really good. It sells out. He only, he only makes like two or three of them, but it, it, it does it's really got, well. And I heard that Estevan Oreo's <laughs> Fleshlight has an act antibacterial uh, it does. coating. It, it does. So it you, don't have your, to, you don't have to clean it off. No. Nope. You won't get like it's a yeast self, infection it's on self, your dick. It's yeah. self-cleaning. Right. So you can use it and hand it to your homie and he can use it. Pretty much. Yeah. It's clean. Right, shit. and it's not gay if you do it that nope. way. Right? <laughs> nope, right? Nope, right? Nope, it's not gay because right. it's basically, you know, you're not... It's like prison sex. It's like, you're not gay. And that's the thing. It's just what happens. That's the thing. Right. Oh, they also it's, have, like, a limit. You got limited edition, uh, the hundreds collaboration stuff here, Yes, right? I do. They made one called a Little Puppet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me, Little Don't Puppet. Don't look at me, Little Puppet. <laughs> right. Speaking of which, you know, when I first came out here... Yeah, which you know, was when? <clears throat> Well, I started coming out when I first moved here. It was 90... Well, I've been coming out here since like 88, 89. Yeah. But when I first moved out here, I lived in Huntington Beach for like eight months with Scott from Anthrax. Okay. In 92. End of 91, beginning of 92. And then I moved back. And then I came back out here in 97. Um, But then, you know, pre that, I would come out here all the time for business because I worked in the music industry. Right. And then meeting these guys like like Lucky and all that. It, oddly enough, right across the street, diagonally across the street, was Luck's store called Supermax. Right. It was right. It was literally diagonally. I could, we could throw a rock and hit it. Yep. Right. Um, and uh, is that I, where you bought your weed? I didn't buy my weed there. I bought my meth there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bought I bought my counterfeit bills. Right. Um, I, I got it all there. In my in my cool gear. Um, but I never met like, you know, in Brooklyn. You never, you never met like real LA gangster dudes, like you know. So when I came out here and I met like Lucky and Estevan and Big Lep and Cartoon and all that, it was right. like, I was like, holy shit, it's like American me, because that's all I knew, like. Right. And I'm like, yo, this is fucking wild. Right. And and, and this shit's real, super real. And I don't know, like I'm just like stupid and like I'm just like duh, and I'm like ignorant and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And like seeing these dudes, like. It, it was just like trippy and then knowing them yeah. and, and seeing how much respect they got, it reminded me a lot of my upbringing. With, Which is? Well, I'm Italian and Greek, but my, my dad was, my dad's family was in, in the, you know, the mob, right. so to speak. And right. I grew up around that. So um, they were connected and the, they had a respect and people knew who they were. Yeah. And it's the same thing here. It was right. the West Coast version of it. Right. And I kind of fit right in and it was really, really dope um, knowing these dudes and them knowing me. And accepting me because at the time I was like this long haired dude from Brooklyn opening up Brooklyn house on Melrose in the middle of this East Coast, West Coast rap rivalry and all this shit. And like, you know, they, they, they took me in with arms wide open and it was like it was like him. It was Block and Venice, um, you know, these people. And then eventually I remember meeting Ika and all the Booyah tribe guys. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember going I was telling Rob this. And I was telling Esteban this. I remember going to, they invited me to Carson to a, uh, uh, 
a, a barbie a party you know and i'm like oh sure like i'll go and i'm wearing i'm wearing all blue i'm wearing blue a right. blue t-shirt and i get there and i think Eek was like yo what are you doing i'm like what because like, you can't be going in with that shirt i'm like the fuck out of here why it's like you're wearing blue homie i'm like and right he's like no nah, fool and he went back got me some black t-shirt i put it on i'm like Huh. I go on the back. Everybody's red, 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 right. red, and see our son and all this. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? They had a pig buried in the ground, and I was like, so fucking tripping. But it was like just seeing that culture that that people, you know, you, you don't, you don't. You, what I'm trying to say is, you see this culture through the media, and you see it always in a negative connotation. Right. It's never a positive thing. Right. But these guys took me in. Like family, like, and, and, you know, I'm in Carson and fucking, you know, like the like all these Samoan fucking gangster dudes. Right. Samo- they're, they're treating me like I'm one of their own and I'm not, you know, but they, it was like family and it was so, it was just so dope. And being down with Luck and all them, like knowing him forever, it was like, and then he became, he was really good friends with close friends of mine. Rick Klotz, um, fucking Jackson James, Lucas Mardukas. Lucas yeah. Mardukas? Luke. Luke Hewlett. Little Luke. Little Luke. Yep. Luke is the best. You know what's so crazy is it's true what you say. Steve knows everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, and just before we came here, he and I met up and talked for a minute and had some coffee. And we're standing, listen, it's quarantine. I right? know. It's zombie land outside. There's not a single soul walking around, right? Mm-hmm. Steve and I are talking. The one fucking person that's just walking down the street looks like a stranger. It's an old man that looked like he played golf. I don't even know who the <laughs> fuck this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's walking, right, Steve? Yep. And he goes, Steve! <clears throat> and they knew Steve, and they sat and they talked for a who minute. Who was it, Bobby Carlton? I don't fucking, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know who it was, who it was but he pretended like he knew. He was like, hey! Man. The guy's name was Murphy or something. I don't know who the fuck it was. I'm going to tell you right now. What year? So what year did you first open up Brooklyn Project on Melrose? Well, before it was Brooklyn House, it was 97. And when I opened up, it was down the block. The only shop was here was uh, you guys in Atomic Garage. Right. Um, so it was 97, had it. And then in 2000, I got rid of it all. And then in 2001... Right after 9-11, all that, I came back and opened up Brooklyn Projects, end of, actually beginning of January 2002, um, with our, my late partner, Murph. Right, um, right, right. And we opened up, and it's been, I mean, so Brooklyn Projects, 2002. R.I.P. Murph. Yep. So wait a second. Murph. So you've been, had a store on Melrose for how many years then? Uh, so it's 23 years Okay, now let me just say something right now. Yeah. And I want to commend you why I'm saying this. Dude, I, I've watched over 10 years, most of the stores right. close down and go out of business. Right. Let alone oh, 20 years plus, man. This guy has navigated through trends and ups and downs and Melrose being hot and Melrose not being hot and, and all of it. This guy has stayed open with his stores this whole fucking time. And not only done that, he's stayed up front with all the brands that matter. Okay. Everybody who matters. He's, I, don't mean, how do you, I mean, how do you do that? Dom? Yeah, what's the secret? I mean, how do you do that shit, bro? <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's a lot of hair dye because I got a lot of gray hairs. <laughs> right. Um, it's... You know what it is? It's kind of like the more, the more, because you know how we all, all of us, you know, the more the chips are stacked up against us, that's how we live. We can't live. Like if I had no, no adversity in my life, no, no drama, no, 
no hardship at all. I, I, I wouldn't know how to like, I wouldn't know what to do myself. I, I can't just be like, oh, everything's relaxed. You know what I mean? It's kind of how you, you need, that's how you. Wait a second. Wait a second. All right. That's, that's good. But let's get down to brass tacks, motherfucker. How the fuck? Because shit's changed. Shit's changed. And, and I, you, I, I, you know it's changed. So I, how do you, tell me, first and foremost, what I really want to know is, in your experience, let's get real. Yeah, let's, yeah. Because some motherfuckers are listening to this right now. Let's get real. In your, from your experience. Yeah. How has streetwear changed? How has the taste changed? What's really going on? What's really going on yeah. is um, streetwear, as fucked up as it sounds, that term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It be- it's become corny. It's become corny just like, you know, at one point the 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 gang cholo writing has become somewhat corny when, when cornballs start doing it. Just like tribal which is corny now, but back in early 90s, when Hanky Panky was doing it, that shit was fucking dope. It right. becomes corny. And now streetwear is corny. Like it's uh, very accepted. It's become bastardized. It's become ways. bastardized by people that come in that don't have no business. They came in on the second or third wave mm-hmm. and they position themselves and basically, you know, they, they get some sort of like, I don't want to say past, but a lot of people came in on Kanye West's co- uh, coattails. Mm-hmm. And he came in by, by like, at the time, you know, through LRG, getting, you know, sponsored by LRG. And, and then, you know, getting, it started, like, people wanted to fuck with him. Crooks and Castles. Everybody wanted to fuck with Kanye. And then he took that, and then he did what he did, and then he brought along his little cronies. Right. Like a Virgil and all that. And then they, they all, like, you know, they all helped each other, but they have nothing to do with streetwear they've they've taken it they've taken it and they've they've made it they've isolated it made it like some sort of elitist bullshit right which which it wasn't right and then a lot of the people that have no integrity they're like oh i'm gonna fucking rock with these dudes right and still pander to them and at the end of the day they're not getting anything they're getting a picture with him you know or they're getting a, a a a chance to be in like dover street market whatever but What's that going to do? And it's just become it, what it is now. It's just so corny because when I first started out, streetwear was like Project Dragon, not from Concentrate, you know, Futura Laboratories, uh, Hayes, um, you know, Fresh Jive, Pervert, Stussy, Kingpin. These were the brands that were like elitist. These were like extra large. These were the brands that right. fucked all those. Fucked. You, you couldn't. You couldn't you, sucker Mike and fucking oh my, 25, sucker Mike twenty five all that man yeah, even Supermax like Q ambient you couldn't you couldn't and you couldn't fuck it was very very niche if you knew you knew so when you went out and you saw somebody with a fuck shirt or a pervert shirt or a fresh jive you'd be like oh wow that that con dude, art con art that dude is like part of part of the, the the scene like I, I could fuck with him because he knows he knows somebody he knows this thing right and the, the thing that gets me kind of like scratching my head is these guys were like the purveyors of modern day streetwear and they 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 nurtured it they didn't like be they weren't corny and you know they sold to they sold to me because they were like oh shit you're, you know you're real you're one of us dom but nowadays it's like 
it's straight up just corny. It's like, oh, we, we you know, the elite. Your girl Sophia's on. The Birdie, el- got Rob here for you. It's so elite that I can understand being elite if you have the, the, the stripes to be elite, but right. you don't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it just sucks that, you know, guys like Lucky, guys like Estevan, you know, real dudes, they're not there to, to, to kind of like collect that check or get that, 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 you know, respect back, like that, that shout out or whatever. And it's like, I've become like the prodigal son of this industry. I've become like the bastard child. I'm, I'm like a paradox. I'm a pariah. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's just, you know, everybody, I have more haters than, than people that like me. And, yeah. and, and I don't mind about that. I, listen. But that's kind of a, that's kind of what sets you apart though, right? I mean. It sets me apart, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and he knows about this because I complained to him about it. Who, then, Skinhead Rob Skinhead knows? Rob, because he sees it. He sees it, and he's just like, man, that shit's whack. You know what I mean? But, but he's, he's, he's enlightened. He's like, he looks ab- above and past it, where I just like I'm get, enlightened. I, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well you he's are vegan. He you are vegan, a- motherfucker. You are a well, vegan punk rock dude. So. Well, you know, he, he just doesn't, he, he doesn't, he gets pissed, but he doesn't, he just like, it just, he transcends it. He transcends it. Me, I live it, and it's like, man, it's like, like, I have to work nowadays. Yeah. I have to work five times as hard to make half of what I did 10, 15 years ago. And I'm the one that helped start half this fucking scene here in LA. Right. And Lucky can back me up on this. Before Brooklyn Projects, Brooklyn House. Yeah. There was no other skate shop other than Renee's in the late 80s, which was down the block. But Atomic Garage was whatever. But I'm the one that cultured all these fools to come and hang out and shot, put their brands in before Fairfax happened. And then, you know, once that happened, it's like everybody, like, doesn't give me the respect when I was like, yo, that shit's like, yo, why are you guys, like, showing up like a Supreme, like, say? Right. But you're not giving me respect. Oh, you're a hater. It's like, motherfucker, you were hanging out in my shop two years ago when you were 19 years old, right. like, being right. some cornball. Right. And now you're wearing a, a baseball cap says Supreme. You're cool now? Fuck right. out of here. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I don't like that. You know what I mean? That really bothers me. And, I, and you know what? I agree with you on so many different levels. Let me say something to begin with and that is you know what man like this ain't I definitely don't have first off I'm not hating on the the, the, the whole Kanye and Off-White and like okay whatever the fuck those dudes yeah. are doing bro those dudes aren't part of my world right. to begin with bro those right. dudes are on some other shit they ain't yeah. on they ain't they don't they don't do the shit I do mm-hmm and none of them motherfuckers are from Southern California anyways. We're, we're street, we're started. But what I'll say is this, is that I've always appreciated um, Brioni, Corneliani, <laughs> old original yes. Gucci, especially Brioni. when Tom Ford was there, you know? And, mm-hmm. and um, I have, I do uh, care about and I do have some luxury brand stuff, okay? And yeah. I've always hand, and it wasn't even about luxury, it was about handmade Italian goods for me, right? Yep, yep. It had nothing to do with streetwear, bro. No. These were two other worlds. And high fashion, the last thing I was ever trying to do was go to some runway shows in Paris with (laughs) with streetwear. I was building something that was apparel that was for the streets, from the streets. It is even better to call it like a street brand. Yeah. I was taking what we were wearing on the street. Yes. And putting my twist on it. Yep. That's what streetwear is. Yep. Motherfuckers on the streets were wearing what we were making. How it's become this elitist fucking thing, or they think, is really burns me out, man. And 
And I just did a post recently where like, okay, I'm looking at some of these, these, these hip hop cats coming out and they're coming out. You don't even know who they are. They're like launching their career with Balenciaga and and all this shit on. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, like grimy motherfuckers and motherfuckers from the hood can't even afford that shit first off. So where they're getting it from. The other thing is I was looking back at like back in the day, man, in the nineties, look at like, at least on the West coast, look at like, NWA and cats that were coming it out, bro. Hard. It was bro. It was Carhartt's workwear. Yeah, it was shit that you were getting from the swap meet, man. Yeah. Right. They were just, and what I'm getting at is that they were wearing what they were really wearing, and that was the special part about it. This is my. They weren't trying to be something like these rappers are trying to wear all this shit. Those people don't even want them dudes in their world. They can't rub shoulders with them. They're on some other. Shit is what I'm saying is none of it's even real, bro. And, and, and then even on the East Coast, dudes were wearing Sean John, Fat Farm. That's why Russell and, and Diddy saw like, oh, there's nothing for these dudes to wear. Let's make it. Rock aware. That's right, what they wore. Right, and, right, and, and right. And pre that, right. when they wore Gucci, it was Dapper Don. It, it was the it was the bootleg right, shit. Right, and exactly, cool. dog. Exactly. Uh, All right. right. You know? But, okay, so hold on a second. Skinhead Rob. All right, you've sat and listened to these giants of the street, streetwear, whatever, cry about uh, their stuff being appropriated by other people trying to make uh-huh. it. You're from the world of punk rock, and, and you've seen some things. Can you shed some light on appropriation and people who aren't really that down all of a sudden getting excited about Black Flag and blah, blah, blah? <laughs> I mean, do you have any experience with that? What can you, what can you tell us about that? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of just... That's Estevan being a dickhead right now. Oh, right. oh it is. Okay. Oh, nice. Right. He's finally here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that just happens with everything. Everything. Know? Whether whether it's quote unquote streetwear or whether it's music or whether it's movies or whether it's you know just different art is is always going to get whether it's appropriated or stolen or fucking taken advantage of or yeah you just do i need to let him in uh yeah rob does dude are you listening to this i mean already i'm like actually calming back down because like skinhead rob's like listen this is human nature yeah dude right one time lobster was poor man's food and then eventually (laughs) the rich people turned it into an expensive rice kiss and then another time you know barbecue was for the poor people but then of course the rich people then took it and tried to yeah, turn it yeah. in even hamburgers yeah. i get pissed about that i'm like look i'm a vegan okay so i don't eat hamburgers but i still get pissed because i'm like why the fuck are you trying to turn this comfort food into some high class into some gourmet yeah. shit it ain't even you know what Take your fucking truffle oil. And by the way, that ain't a real truffle. So you can shove that up your ass and you're upcharged for that bullshit. You could take that, shove that up your ass and walk your ass home. Somebody's late. Right? Rob? I mean, skinhead Rob, what do you think about that? <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't hear a fucking thing in my earphones. Look at this. Mr. Always on time. Estevan's in the house. All right. Big Estevan Oreo, LA original. The better half of L.A. original. No, I'm Soul just kidding. Assassins. Mr. Cartoons again. Equal, but definitely the handsomest one. That's true. <laughs> just walked in. Oh, no. What am I supposed to... Did you lock it back up? Yes, I did. You know me. 
All right, so anyway, so Skinny and Rob, you're not even chipping. You're like, fuck, that's just what happens. You make something cool, and then rich motherfuckers come and fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, that, like I said, it goes across the board with everything. Like, it always... So then the what's cool the shit solution, Skin, uh, Sensei <clears throat> Rob? What's the solution? <laughs> I don't know. I really know that there is one, because you can't really control what other people do, you yeah. know? So you can control what you do. You can uh, control how you react to it. Yeah. You know, and I, I find myself, I struggle with it all the time. You know, like I, but then I have to step back and be like, why am I getting mad over fucking Spilt this, this, or this? It, in the long run, it don't really affect me. What's you know? the hardest thing, skinhead Rob? Nah, I got you right here. I like this. What is the hardest thing? What is the thing that made you the most angry that you've had to get over? Be honest. Don't uh, fuck with us. No one. It's just us right here. It's just us. Whoever's <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, I think the, the thing that's made me the most angriest that I've had the hardest time getting over, which um, shit, I still haven't gotten over. And it's, Let's uh, do it. Come on. When um, like my sister passed away a few years ago, right, and um. I wasn't really on speaking terms with her because my father was passing away at the same time. God damn. So my, my pops passed away and um, my sister was fucking up, like relapsing and stuff. So I was burned out at her because she knew what was going on with my dad. You know, she was living at the house with my mom and my dad. And um, so I wasn't really talking to her, you know? And then she ends up dying and... um. I've always been burned out of myself over that, you know, so it's uh that that'd be the that'd be the thing that was it a sudden thing when she passed away? Nah, she um she liked to huff like dust off and shit like that, right. you know. So right. it, uh mm-hmm. and it don't take a lot to fucking kill you, you know, she'll just shut you down and that's right. what happened unfortunately, you know. So mm. God damn. Yeah. That sucks. Yep. That sucks. Man, yeah. that's, uh, that's probably it right there, you know, because it's hard to. Uh... So you're working on forgiving yourself for being mad at the time and not having a chance to talk to her. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, shit, what if I did call her back or what if I did return that text? Would it have changed any of the things that were in motion? You know? Dom, what do you think about that? I mean, it, that's, that's a legit point. Then there's counter arguments. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's like I, me and Rob, and I think everybody in this room has gone through the what ifs. You know, right? You know, like, you know, I, I can remember as early as 16. You know, uh, my pops, my pops passed away at 50. And at 50. At 50. That's young. And you know, he was he had diabetes and he smoked. But he was energetic. He was skinny, and you know, I, you know, just seeing him, like knowing what I know now, like eating eggs and you know eating like shit and this and that and yeah. But back then, that was considered healthy. That was considered healthy and smoking cigarettes. But I always used to tell him like, stop smoking cigarettes, stop talking. And you know, the day he passed away, I don't have no, no siblings, siblings or anything like that. I was really. 
mad. It took me a while to get over it, but because I never told my dad, "Oh, I love you," and mm. or I even say goodbye because it's like, "Oh, wait, you're," you know, he's not like he wasn't like some old creepy right. s- older guy, sick or whatever. So that was that was a, a, a hard one, and then the other hard one would have been when my partner Murph passed away just now. Yeah, uh, it's been like two years, um, and you know, I feel like. I've had two very, 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 very close friends. Well, Murph's like a, who was a brother to me. And then before that was Keenan Milton, who's boards on the wall. And I, when, when I, when I'm, not that I'm, not that I'm like uh, any better than anybody else, but whenever I was with Murph or Keenan, you know, and they would get a little bit, cause they both died of drugs. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I feel like, this is my personal belief. Right. I feel like, you know, if you, everybody can do, everybody has the right to do anything, anything they want. Sure. You know, I've had friends that have died from cancer. Okay. God, you know, whatever, God bless them. And then people who've, you know, gotten murdered. You can't, you can't help that. Right. That's nature taking its course. But like with Keenan, you know, the day he died was, was at, was at a, um, Freedy's party and fucking Malibu, whatever. Um, and with Keenan, every time he, he, he couldn't, he couldn't handle his shit. He would party, 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 party at, you know, at 20 years old, 19 years old, he's in a hospital with the kidneys of a 90 year old man. They said, and he said right. but he kept on doing it. And like every time that we would go out, I would take his ass no matter. Oh, let's go fucking fuck these chicks. We'll go party. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going back to your house. And I would leave him. I would make sure I'd leave him home, whatever. Right. And if he went out and did it, uh, you know, you can't, you want you you went out with me, you're going home with me, and that's it. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever what you do after that? that? Whatever. Exactly. And you know, the day he passed away, you know, to this day, I see certain people that were there that I knew, like, yo, man, you left him up there because it was in Malibu. He didn't drive, and like, oh, you know, you you should have took him because maybe, maybe he wouldn't have died that day. Maybe he wouldn't have died. Maybe he would have. I don't know, but at least if he would have took him, he wouldn't have. Died. He would have lived to fight another day. And then with Murph recently, you know, Murph never put his hands on me because he was a big dude, as you all know. Like Murph was not one to, you know, he was a fucked up. You know, he would fuck people up, and and you know he would get mad at me because when when he was started doing pills and stuff like that because of his back and stuff and. You know, I would fucking argue with him, dude, and fight with him, and like, you know, he fucking choked me out in the in the in the office one day because, you know, I took his fucking I took his. <laughs> that wasn't the first guy or the last guy to choke you out. In the, I don't think. I don't well, in the office. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the parking lot, having the side of the building. But, okay. But you know, you know, me taking his pills and like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like throwing them out, throwing them away. Right. You know, is whatever. You know, and it's like, you know, I wish that. You know, he would have called me more. I wish I would have checked up on him more. You know what I mean? And it sucks because all it takes is that split second. That split second. True. And I yeah, can't. But you can't be responsible. Well, this is why I feel responsible, honestly, with Murph yeah. at least. Because I remember, I don't know exactly, okay? But when I got the call yeah. from a homie that was there or that found him at six in the morning, yeah. Um, you know, Murph had this, uh, you know, sometimes Murph would get fucked up, right. drunk, or he was on one, and he would call me like, yo, 
at four in the morning, you know, you show up at my house or call my house phone or call, yo, I got some bitches or yo, I need to go to the store now. Open up the store. I got to get some shoes for somebody like just random. Like I'm like, dude, dude, fuck off. I'm tired. It's four o'clock in the morning. So I'm thinking it's one of those calls and some, one of the homies texts me saying, yo, it's, it's Murph. Call me back. And I'm like, why is he calling me from homeboy's phone? I'm like, I'm not calling him. Right. And then, this was six in the morning, and then my girl, I'm driving to the airport. She was going on a business trip. She's like, that's like weird. Why is he calling you at 6.15 in the morning? I'm like, I don't know. He's probably on one. He's probably drunk. It's like party time, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. Right. And then as soon as I got home at 7 o'clock, my partner, our business partner, Mike Pooch, who lives in Staten Island, calls me up. He's like, yo. I'm like, what? He goes, Murph's dead. I'm like, what? He's like, I just got a call. Fucking... Uh, an EMT guy that went there is friends with a randomly. My coworker is like his cousin. He's like, yeah, I think the guy from Brooklyn projects is dead. So it's not you, but it's Marv. I'm like, what? So I start calling. Nobody's answering. And then I finally called my homie and I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's dead. I'm like, what? And I rushed over there and you know, and and it's like, you know, maybe if I would picked up that phone call that time, you know, could I've ran over there and resuscitated him like at that minute, or could I've I could have called the EMTs or something? I don't know. I don't know. So, so I, do you carry guilt for that? I don't. Ca- I mean, I carry guilt that I never really, you know, kind of like, you know, told him like, "Yo, dude, what the fuck are you doing?" Because he hit it so well. Like, you know, he's always like part, you know, he's always, everybody knows him. He's always like, hey, party. He's always like on 110, you know, always, you know. So, and when he, he was on, when he was doing drugs, he was, he, he hit it really well. And he, I know he was going sober for a while. So I didn't think anything of it. And it's like, you know, that, that, that morning, if I would have picked up that phone call at, at six, but then, you know, I, I don't know. He, he, he could have been already gone. I, I don't know because, or it could have been, as you just said, right? It could have been just one of these random bullshit calls about well, yeah. whatever. And if 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 there hadn't been so many of those, oh yeah, then yeah, then, then you would yeah. have known maybe yeah. this was an emergency. Yeah. But pre that, I mean, literally like a month before, he did call me up at like he was calling my cell phone at like three in the morning, and I'm like, and then he calls my house phone because only a couple people have my house phone, right? And I'm like, whoa, what's up, yo? He goes. I don't have my keys. I got to get to the shop. I'm like, it's four in the morning. He's like, I need to get these shoes. I got to get to something. I'm like, dude, get your ass over here. And then I'm like, no, dude. And then he's like, fucking gets to my apartment building, starts banging on my door. I'm like, fuck. So then I had to go and open up and he got his shoes and all that. And I'm like, and this is like literally a month prior, four or five weeks prior. So I'm like, okay, it it wasn't, it wasn't, it it, it wasn't such a, it happened a lot with him. So I don't know. You know what I mean? And, and, I guess that's the guilt I have. I have more guilt with Keenan, I think, passing away because I used to take his ass home every time. And there were certain people, like I said, that, you know, that should have took his ass knowing how much he had a problem of partying. Yeah. You're at a fucking Fourth of July party in Malibu at some crazy mansion. Yeah. With chicks, drugs and liquor. Right. Really? Do you want to like? That's like taking a diabetic, going. You know what? Here's, here's the keys to the fucking sugar factory with all the cakes and candies. I'm gonna leave it here for 24 hours. Right. Go, go do your thing. You like you? You don't do that. I mean, yeah. Gasoline on the fire. Hundred percent. And it's like, and I'm mad at people because certain people I saw at the funeral, I was just like, I had so much hatred. Now I've kind of like let it go, but I've had so much hatred because like, yo man, 
I'm like, you were there. Like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, oh, yeah, but he was... It's like, fuck that, dude. Like, like fuck you. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've, I, I've had people in my life that have passed away from drugs, but there was like two of them in particular that passed away after I've, I, I was hanging out with them. I left them. And then later on in the night, they called up somebody, they came over and they shot heroin or whatever, and they died. But not when they're with me. I made sure that, you know, listen, when you're with me, you ain't doing that shit. Not on your watch. Not on my watch. And and that's, and listen, I, I, with all due respect, I, you know, uh, you know, rest in peace, you know, both of those cats. And, and And I definitely understand where you're coming from. I wanted to real quickly mention Esteban Oreo. Join the show. Esteban, thank you for coming over tonight and, and joining our show, partner. I know LA you, original. Uh, LA original. LA original. I know you just I know you just came from like a, just came from the red carpet of Netflix. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Thank you for you know joining us. I know you're probably your you just agent. came from a photo shoot on the east side to come Dude, over here. Yeah. Your agent is <laughs> I mean, is your agent charging us for this? No, no, no. Okay. No. I had to go and uh shoot the uh the coronavirus ward. Oh, so I came shit. straight from there to here. Cool. Right on, you guys. Right on. Thank you. Um, I want to know if it's cool. If I go wash my hands first. Nah. before we start. Just make sure. Just make sure you cough towards Brooklyn Dom. After you shook everybody's yeah, hand, co- and hugged everybody. Yeah, yeah. cough oh, towards yeah. Brooklyn Dom <laughs> and uh, Skin Hair. Damn, Split dog. That ass over. Uh, Wait, when was the first time you met? When was the first time you and Esteban met? Uh, 1974. <laughs> we were on Melrose at Supermax. Uh, yeah. Supermax didn't open till 92. <laughs> and uh, I was skateboarding by. You know what, man? This dude, you want to know something, man? I was a little bit confused <laughs> on when this dude opened his first store. You know what he just told me? 1962. He goes, <laughs> he goes oh, well, in 97, it was just me and Supermax. But the thing is, Supermax wasn't around in 97. Partner? When was it? It was 1992, but it was still okay. I'm sorry. I used to go there with when when Dave was working at Atomic Garage, Big Dave from STS. Okay, you know him. Right, 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 right. And I was going there because Pat from STS ended up working for me. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. So when I opened up, sorry, when I opened up, you guys are gone. But from 90, 95, 96, when I was coming out here, 96, Mm -hmm. I was pretty much. I had the store. I didn't open up, but I was building mm. it out. Right. You were still there because I was still going there getting shit. Okay. And there was that little dude there. <laughs> there was a little dude. <laughs> the little redhead dude. Yes. Yeah. Who, Woody who, Allen. Woody Allen. No. Yeah. No. The, there was the, a stunt double. Yeah. What, what did you Woody call Allen's it? Woody Allen stunt double. What did you what? call him? Something lump lump? Willie lump lump? Willie oh, yeah. Lump. Willie lump lump. Yeah. Willie lump lump. Mark Fox's cousin. Yeah. Mark Fox. He had red hair, like a little bowl haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had the Woody Allen glasses. He was the same size as Woody Allen. He wasn't. He wasn't cool. And I, I remember I asked for a discount. Um, because Pat wasn't there. <laughs> Just asked for a discount. Well, because I've been going there so long, and Paul Rossi and all these people and all this shit going on there, and <laughs> and you know, and You're I remember about wasted youth or supermax. That's what I'm saying. I think it's wasted youth. I think it's wasted youth. It's bro. all blending yeah. together. That's that was that was with Pauly B, but that's 2004. Dude, I have a fucking hat, a picture of me wearing a Supermax hat that I bought yeah, on right. Melrose. Go get that picture. We want to see that picture. Dude, you already, yeah. Do I have to prove him wrong like we said? <laughs> yes. When I said, yes. When I said the Booyah Tribe guys, braided, one of their girls braided my hair, he's like, you're right. And I pulled out a picture <laughs> of me having that. I go, here, dick. Okay. I, I, I had. Okay, so good. when was the first time you met Esteban Oreo? <laughs> it was probably in the 90s with, um, I think I first saw him. 
Um, I said, who's the pretty boy with the blonde hair? And oh, now that was like when you were modeling back in there for Fresh Drive. Sorry. Um, I I'm met him in the, in the... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I met him in the early 90s, seeing him with... Uh, I think Biohazard, Rage, Hooligans, I think House of Pain at the Ritz in New York. There, it was, it was Rage. Was it Corn? Maybe Hooligan. The Hooligans was on that bill, though. I know they were the opening. Solo Assassin tour. Yeah, but Biohazard was on that bill too. No, no, they were there. I'm sorry, they weren't there. It was, it was Hooligans. So you saw him on the East Coast first. Yeah. Dude, if, if everyone can see right now, Esteban is shaking his head. <laughs> he, he, lo- he, lo- to... he looks concerned. Somehow this story's not lining up <laughs> with Esteban. Esteban, he's like, he's sitting there. And okay, one second. Head. We went We're saying a tour. lot of good okay. names, but hooligans was Okay, who? That wasn't. It was. Hey, it's it was too House many of bands. It was House of Pain. All at once. It, Funk dubious. Funk dubious and <laughs> hooligans, and there was one other group. Fatal. Fatal from New York with. With homeboy, uh, the Pitbull. Pitbull? What's his name, Mike? Or, I mean, what's his name? Uh, no. Um, no. Fuck, he rolls with, uh, he rolls with uh, Danny Diablo all the time. Oh, who? And he was out with Fatal? Yeah, he's crazy full. Diesel. <clears throat> Diesel was... Uh, Wasn't Lords of Brooklyn there, too? Lords of Brooklyn was... Always with uh, House of Pain. House of Pain. Big Caves and Caves. And yeah. Shout caves. out to Caves. Yeah. yeah. Good dude. Scotty. Shout out to DMS. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but that's when I first saw him. And then when I came out here. I mean out here. Huh? I mean out here. Man. Hey, wait a second. What were you doing in the music business? Uh, I was a VJ on MTV. And then I did A&R for like Island Def Jam, Roadrunner, Universal. DJ on MTV. Was that the Ricky Rackman thing? He was my co-host. Right on. What was the name of that show? Headbangers Ball. That's that's, that's a, true. Yeah. I'll, that was back I'll when MTV was one. playing actual <laughs> music uh, videos. He has yeah. a pillow in the back for his picture. <laughs> <laughs> it has a Headbangers Ball. Yeah. Logo. You have one. You sleep with it every night. I'll mm-hmm. take that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have one. I gave one. you like three of them. What do you do with them? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you, did, Dom? Is mm-hmm. it true that you were a BMX rider? Yes, in the eighties. What'd you do out there? Are these the bikes you rode, the yeah. ones that we're looking at? Yeah, yeah, those are all of them. Did you win some awards? Were you good? Yeah, I got trophies in the back. Yeah, I was good when I was younger. Skinhead like 12, Rob 13, is cracking 14. up right now. I don't know it's why. Cool. It's cool. You know funny. why? Because when you see Esteban's face right here, he's just like, <laughs> he looks like he hasn't took a shit in like a month. He has and that he look on his face. Yeah, he, he hasn't. He's no, got, he's got irregularity. <laughs> Lepke gave me that green drink. And that Ooh, shit. That's oh, yeah. yeah. Give us a Lepke story, the cartoon Lepke story. Oh, the cartoon Lepke story is the one that made me like scared almost as bad as the fucking Ika story. But yeah. when I'm on Melrose, Estevan's, so I'm on Melrose, I have my shop. I just opened up. Nobody really knows about it except like the homie homies. Yeah. And then, um, so one of Estevan's best friends who kind of like nobody knows this or not, but you know, he put Estevan on the map, this guy named Ben Baller. Um, oh God! He put, he put this guy, bro. <laughs> so Ben this Baller guy making problems I'm now. Entertain so, so, so I'm not so, even gonna say anything. So the day after I meet Ben Baller, I'm just gonna be quiet. Yeah. So the day after I meet Take Ben the Baller, saying shit. Take so, the high. So the day after I meet Ben Baller, um, like a couple of days later, um, I don't know if Ben sent him whatever. I'm sitting outside. It was a. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon, and it's blue. I think it was blue. It was an excursion, but really, really on big ass fucking wheels like this crazy yeah. man max looking excursion <laughs> and i'm like oh, okay whatever and i'm there alone and in my store because one of my the, my employees did, went to get some food 
And this big dude walks in. And this goes back to the American Me thing. This big dude walks in with tan khakis pulled up to his fucking tits, his chest. <laughs> a, oh, a wife beater. Wait till he gets here. Okay. Tits, yeah. huh? uh, yeah. He might actually okay. have tits now. Okay. He might actually way, have tits partner. now. <laughs> All right. Wearing sunglasses. Okay. Yeah. And he comes in with a must with this big ass mustache and right. a big OG on his neck. And I'm like, he just looks at me in a T stance, looks at me, looks up and down, <laughs> and looks around the shop, and then he goes back out, he waves to somebody, not somebody, and then Mr. Cartoon walks in and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's just standing there, and I'm like, what? You know what I mean? And and I'm like, and he's like, hey man, what's up? And you know, he's got uh, this brand Joker and this and that. Uh, and I'm like, whoa. And I, I never knew. And then like later on, like the kid that worked with me, Dave, who STS and all that, he knew cartoon. And like, oh, it's OG Lepke. He's fucking crazy. He fucking kills people. And right. Like, right. <laughs> and that's the and that's man, the and that's the, <laughs> whoa. And that's you the, put a bad jacket on Lepke. <laughs> and Lepke's gonna be here in a little while. I, no, he's not. Yes, yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah, he's on his way. I yeah. love him. He ain't yeah. gonna be so happy when he hears <laughs> that you totally call him a hey, killer. Let me just, can I do a reenact? Can I? That guy. They refile any cases on that fucking guy, bro. You then you really know you're fucking. You know. It went like this. It went like this. It went like this. That. He, he goes. So Lepke has tits and he killed people. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> tits and he killed Brooke, people. Brooke, yeah, yeah. Hey, Brooklyn Dom was like this. Brooklyn Dom. There's Dom. There's, there he is right there. Brooklyn Dom. Listen, listen, Steve. It was like this. He was like, I don't know. He had fucking khakis pulled up to his nipples. He was fucking baby, and he was ready to kill people. He's not coming down here. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. You know what? <laughs> I love Lepke. He's the salt of no, the dude, earth. No, dude. But here's a, here's a crazy thing. I was at. But that, in your defense, he's big. He is. No, he's a he's shit, huge. big shit house. He's like been fucking, shot multiple he's times. He's like a brick shit house. He's huh? never died, dude. He's, he's never died. Brick. And the thing, house. <laughs> and the yeah. best, And I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, you know. Right. And then I'm at Estevan's house like about a month ago, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and next thing you know, I see this dude, and he looks like he's got glasses on. He's like older, and it's like gray hairs and, and I'm hearing the voice uh-huh, but he dude, took he took off the tattoo of his neck bigger. and then <laughs> and I'm like and I hear him talking to him I'm like and I go I go you're left he's like yeah what's up I was like I was like I was like oh my god dude I haven't like Dom he's like oh shit what up homie like we're just talking and it's like it's like wow it's like it's such a tr- a, a weird transition to what he's like a dad now and he's like not right. the dude now he he's was. got like the John Lennon glasses yeah. he's reading philosophy he's still no, smashing glasses no yeah, I he know, does dude. he's got those like wire room glasses and he dude when we did that show he brought in all that uh, research remember he came in with like thick research <laughs> and it was Lepke research he was like alright let me tell you and see back down then you could buy Sherm at the Mayfair <laughs> right <laughs> Dude, so that's you know that's when I I, I, that's when I uh, (laughs) you know I I met him and then literally that week, um, Ika comes by. I never met Ika before. Big Mm -hmm. Booyah tribe, shout out to Booyah. Yeah, those dudes look tough. Gotti family. Those dudes don't look like they take shit off nobody. They they came to my shop and then like yeah blah blah blah. They talked to me. You're friends with this one. I'm like yeah, I'm friends with this one from New York. This one, this one. Yeah, you know so and so said you're good people. I got this clothing brand. Uh, Was it was it called again? You you state property? Not state um, property. Was it not state property? Um. What's the name of the brand? Penal, penal, penal code. Penal code. Penal code. And, 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 and he, he brought it in there and he's bringing all this box of shit. And I'm like, okay. And back then, you know, you, you write a check or you get, get an invoice. And I remember really, really cold ass look in his face. I go, I go, where's the invoice? Or like, you know, like, how do you know? Like, I'm not going to like run off, like joking around. He's like, he looked at me and goes, I ain't worried, man. He goes, I know where you are. I'll find you. And then, then you have a problem. I'm like, 
okay. And sure enough, I made sure that shit, I paid him every fucking week. Like, here's your check. I sold one t-shirt. Here you go. And it's like, it was just like meeting the real people. And like, it was really cool because these are the people that, you know, when you go back to New York and you talk to certain people like the caves and people like that and people at Def Jam, like, oh shit, you met this one, you met that one, you met this one. Like, these are like real OGs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so it was really, really, you know, cool. Like, like talking to Eric from Fucked, he's like, oh, you met Cartoon? Like, I used to go fucking, I used to go tagging with him, like, back in the day. And then talking to, like, you know, Futura and, like, Mackie from the Cro-Mags. Like, oh, yeah, I know. Cartoon used to come to New York. And we used to go you know, hit up trains and this and that. And I'm like, oh, wow. So we're all in the same um, pool. And it was really, it was really, really cool and shit, you know? And, um, you know, I, I, dude, I couldn't. I mean, even you, I remember like, you've been my rep so many times. It was great. Every brand that I've carried at some point in time, or not at some point in time, pretty much from the gate, you go see Dom. If you're going to be on Melrose, you're going to bring the brand Dom. And, you know, he's part of, he's part of LA, you know, skate, streetwear as well, skate and streetwear. And he kind of, uh, if you're, you know, the first person you're going to see on Melrose, you're going to go see Dom. Right. And you're going to make it happen in that store. And he's been, I will say that Dominic's been, um, he's always been, every time I've come to Dom with a project, whether it be back with Famous or anything, you know, Mm -hmm. Young and Reckless, uh, the hundreds, you know, Dom was already to work with Ben and Bobby but he's always been down to support the brands you know but when you're on Melrose you come see Dom so yeah we work together on a lot of stuff do you remember no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm gonna put you on blast because we got we got poke fun at each other. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Oh, we're going to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, don't worry about that. Don't give me that dirty look. He <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, slow down for a second. Like, yeah. should I say this? He's yeah. sitting close to me. No, no, it's all it's all it's all in good fun. But I, I laugh. Hey, as the one, it's all, all good. good until somebody hey, gets hurt. It's all in good fun. <laughs> do you remember the day you came to my store? I was gonna bring this up. So mad, but then I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, wait, 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 what? What happened? Yeah. Wait, wait. But here's the. got. You tell the first you got mad why verse. were you mad with, with the famous time because when steve yeah. can, listen steve can, nobody can no, get mad like no no steve no gets no because the thing, here's the thing he though yeah he gets crazy knowing him pissed. but knowing him so long yeah like all the kids that work there <laughs> yeah. they were just like <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like laughing i'm like the fuck and when he came and he was like really he's like angry because yeah, I'm, like, I'm coming and i'm asking for dom yeah and dom's not there so i'm in I'm the office him, right yeah. he's like well, you better yeah, go but get you had stepped out or something yeah, yeah, and i'm yeah, like yeah. hey man you tell this dude to call this number when we get to you call me and i look at one of the kids and i go you call me when he walks in the door you know and they were all like they were like oh, oh, shit yes, what's sir. Gonna happen? yes sir but dude because i'm 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 i have this brand and i'm like the the, the national sales manager for the brand yeah like, handling why la him because we kept on bringing goods over and bringing them to Tom and then he would sell through the stuff and we try to get played on that invoice and I don't know what you had worked oh, out. No, 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 no. Wait, on one the second. Money? One second. Wait, wait. That's Brooklyn not the story. Dump. Slow that's on the money. Okay, what's the story? That's not Slow the story. The no, yes, slot. Like, no, 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 There's another story. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. We'll talk to that one first. We'll get to that one but this is the story I'm talking about. So, what had happened was Rick, this is a totally different story. Rick Klotz. <laughs> okay. All right. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. Rick Klotz made some funny ass stickers, which I still have some, of 
Travis Barker, good Charlotte dudes, uh, a bunch of people like, and Travis was like the shape of a dick, like a condom. Okay. And looking all like, and, and somebody, yes. um, they gave me, he gave me like a shitload of stickers, fresh drive stickers I had in my office. Yeah. Somebody stuck it on, on the back of my old office on the door. I had tons of stickers. And somebody stuck that sticker and the good Charlotte one on the, um, on, on the door. Okay. So Toby from H2O, you know, he tells Travis, yo, man, your Dom is doing this. And duh, 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 it's <laughs> fucked up. You got these stickers and like, it's making fun of you and blah, blah, blah. And then Travis comes to the store. I'll never forget this. With Lucky. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and like and I'm thinking first of all I'm like Wait a minute, I'm like here. I don't even remember this dude you can't wait, 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 let's get it clear because it, okay so there was a sticker shaped like a dick that was making fun of Travis Barker looking like a dick or it's like a condom and like it was a character of Travis Barker drinking uh, from the tip of the no condom? no no like the condom was Travis Barker I can't okay yeah. all right and and he didn't want to be associated with safe sex he thought he thought I was the one making the stickers but it was Rick Klotz <laughs> so so uh, the thing was it's like wait I, so then Travis Barker shows up with Lucky yes and what were you Lucky were you his muscle or yes, what was that apparently oh, yeah, I guess it was something like so, that so but the thing was, the thing was, here's the best part. Yeah. I don't think Travis knew how my history goes with Lucky. So when, right. when he came with Lucky, I was just like, and I'm thinking to myself, I go, wait a minute. You're coming because you're mad. Well, number one, homie, you could have called me. Number one, I don't have, I didn't make the stickers. I have a whole bag of them and it's everybody. And I said, rest in peace, Chester from Lincoln Park. His fucking sticker, they made one of Lincoln Park. I had everybody on the door, and they come in. I think it's funny, like the the link, the good Charlotte dudes. These are all my homies. Wait a second. So this is Charles Barker from Blink One Eighty Two. Am I am I right? Yes. Okay. How many so, Charles Barkers do you know? I don't know. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get to though, because yes. maybe I'm a little fucked up. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm <laughs> fucked up. But so he heard from somebody else that there was a, a Toby, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was his slave name. I don't know. Yes. Okay. No, Toby H Two O is a band. Got it. Okay. Thank you. And he said, and there's a sticker on some shop door, right? It's not, it's not Dom's all, door though, right? But still, and he has enough time to go find some muscle and come down to your store and talk to you about a and, sticker, right? So this, exactly, but here's that the backstory. That sounds very crazy. So here's the backstory. That sounds crazy to me. He thought, he thought, because the way Toby pitched it to Travis was I was making the stickers because that's something that I would do. Right. But I didn't. It was, it was Rick from Fresh Jive. He made T-shirts and stickers. And the funny thing is, I've known Travis, and Travis came to me. I'll never forget. He's like, yo, bro, I thought, we're like, I thought we were cool and stuff. And like, you, you do that shit? I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, it's like, these are like all my friends. Like, yo, I think that's fucking, that's fucked up. And this, and I'm like, and I'm looking at him like, and I remember telling Travis, I go, I go, I go, wait a minute. I go, you bring him? Like, what, you're going to come shake me? Like, lucky? Like, right. I, like, I thought it was a joke. Like, I'm getting punked at the time, you know? Right. And he was really upset. And, and then, and then, and then lucky was just like, you know, he's like, Yo, man, you tell Rick, you know, I'm going to fuck him up when I see him and like this and that. That's fucking bullshit. You got, yeah. you got the stickers here. And, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, it was like, it was like That's from that really movie, funny. um, from, from, uh, 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 like, uh, what's it called? Um, fucking, uh, Mel Gibson, Mel, Lethal Weapon, where they kept on putting the sticker, the, the picture on the wall and ripping it down of, yeah. of him. Yeah. So as soon as I take the sticker off, as soon as they walk out, I open the drawer, I take it, I stick it back again. And it was, right. it was there forever. But then like. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This story sounds fucking crazy to me. 
He came. First of all, I kind of understand Lucky in the sense that you had kind of a position. Of course you, he did. Yeah, yeah bro. Right, and he dude, had, like, was a, the dude, the dude, the dude, dude in, you, his, in his defense, the dude took a shot at some people. Yes. And the place where, where Travis was at at that point in time, yeah. he wasn't going to have somebody fucking do that to him. He just he, wasn't digesting it. He wasn't having it. I mean, but but okay, let me let me put it to you in a different frame of mind. Now look it. I don't know anything and then blah 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 and blah. Okay, so disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. But let me just ask you this, Steve, right? And does this sound rock and roll to you? If you're like in a fucking band and someone puts up a sticker and you're pissed about it, let's say you don't like it, right? Do you go and bring your big brother down to fucking try to scare a guy to take, or do you just handle it yourself? It depends on how... And you're talking about Brooklyn Dom, and no offense, no, but you're no, not the most intimidating, dude. It's, 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 no, it's... Tell uh, me the truth. No, it's uh, it, it, it was it, it, it was it, it was homies. I th- you know what it was. It was like, I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the conversation went, but what I could picture it is. Go ahead. Travis calls up Lucky. Right. Yo, man. Yo, this sticker's going around. Dom is making it. That's the right, homie. right, 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 Yo, right. And then Steve is like, he sells That's our fucked brand. Up. He sells our brand. You know, right. let's go talk to him. Come on, now, homie. Come on, we're gonna go talk to him right now. And then Travis is like, okay, bet. And then they both came, but it was just funny. Like Travis over here and Lucky's in the back, like. Yeah. Like and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, and I'm like thinking to myself at the time, I'm like, why is this bothering you when I, like at the right at that same time, Lincoln Park, Johan owned the store next door to me, yeah, and Chester, rest in peace, there was a sticker right next to Travis's looking the same way. And Chester thought it was funny. He wanted some. He thought it was the most ingenious right, thing. Right. And it was all joke. Right. It wasn't, right. It, it, but right. If, Go if, ahead. If if you were if he made one of you, you wouldn't think it was funny. Dude. When there was an OGZ, when, when there was that the OGZ's Trap House blog, they roasted everybody back in the streetwear days. There was a blog that roasted everybody. They roasted me, and it's like, some of it was funny. Okay. Some a, of it was funny. A blog. Right. But if someone's going to make a product with your face on it. But wait, it's, yeah, it was a bro. sticker. Yeah. It was a sticker. I'm going to go see someone, too. Yeah, bro. It's, it's your, you, you, there's an ego attached to it, man. And I think that, especially at where Travis was at that point in time, his shit was blowing the fuck up. Yeah. And you got a guy like me in Los Angeles who's got his back, and that's going down. And when dude's like, he said that, I was like, I didn't like it either. But they made it out to be like you were making. That's why we showed up, like you were making. Right, and and that's it. See, here's the thing. If I was selling the shirts, or you know what the bottom line is, I had literally, no lie, I had a bag of stickers that he just gave me with a bunch of Fresh Dive stickers. There was probably, of Travis, there was probably two or three stickers, and they just stuck them. Rick stuck them on the wall. Just on my door. Yeah, for the record, nobody, it wasn't like a physical thing. Nobody went in there like that. No. It was just like, he was heated. I was like, didn't understand because we yeah. sell Dom the brand. And, and we're homies. Yeah, and listen, yeah. And, and, and at the same time, you know, I had, I had, I had Travis's back, man. On of because, course you, you know, did. But, but let, me, let, let me tell you something, man. When, when, like, look it, let me just explain something. If you're having a good time, it doesn't matter. As soon as you see Lucky's shadow come through the door, the temperature in a room goes up. If, if you don't look happy, like it, you, like even me, like we're close and, and you love me because I fucking tell you the truth and I fucking do something. But sometimes even me, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes even me, I'm like, are you going to criticize Steve on that one day? I mean, I don't know. If we, you know, because dude, you, you are, I don't, I mean, you are, you have a heart, you have a gentle heart. 
You're a good man. But you are a little intimidating. That's he's, what right? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Esteban, am I saying something crazy? Are we going to have an intervention on Lucky right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, no, but the, like what I'm going to say again is yeah, it, it, was very, very, it was very, very surreal to me because at the time, you know, like what Steve said, he was like the biggest rock star in the world. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're coming in and it's like, you're, you're my friend. You could have just called me and right. asked me like, yo, what's up with these? I would have told you like, yeah, Rick made them and he, he gave me some. I'm not selling it. I'm not promoting it. It's on my door. And I kept on telling, I told him in front of uh, uh, Lucky. I was like, dude, it's just a bunch of stickers on my door. I mean, I don't have them. Like, it's not like I'm selling them. Oh, well, Toby was like telling me this, that, another thing. I'm like, yo, I don't know. He's telling you it, Rick clots. And then he, he knew Rick and he called up Rick and then Rick was like, yo, fuck you. And this and that. I don't know what happened with that. But at the end of the day, <laughs> At the end of the day, it was like, I kind of felt like kind of weird because number one, I don't even have t- Brooklyn Project stickers, let right. alone I'm going to start making stickers. Right. And then to have my friends, you know, Travis, but I was really tight with Lucky, come in, I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, right. it's kind of like surreal. It's like, like, what are you doing? Like, it's like, are you kidding me? I remember coming in the store heated, for yeah. real. Yeah. And this dude didn't pay his invoices. Right. Yep. I was just about to say, and, 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 and that's I guess a nice story. They might have had something going with Travis and, hey, I'm going to do this or that. Yeah. But I remember, like, we're dropping off orders and finally we're at a big company meeting. He's like, hey, man. Dom owes us money. That dude owes us <laughs> money, bro. That guy. And they show me what he owes for a lot. And I'm like, and then I'm pissed off. Yeah. And then I go down there and I'm fucking like telling the fucking people that work there, hey, man, you tell them. And I remember Dom finally comes out of the office or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, bro, I do that. And I'm like, you need to pay the fucking bill, man. We need to pay this fucking bill. And he was like, all right, man, but it ain't that serious. I mean, dude, are you really? He was, you were like, are you really f- tripping on me right now? And I yeah. go, yeah, I'm fucking really tripping on you right now. I was heated about yeah. it, man. We got it squared away. Yeah. And I wanted to say that. <laughs> Later on, I felt bad about getting at you like that, man, because I kind of turned up a little bit on that that day there because I wasn't I wasn't walking around. I was like, we need to get this fucking money, man. You know, no. and, I, and and that day. But then, you know, man, I wasn't taking in in consideration how long I knew you. I wasn't really giving you no, it was your, business. Your props is like on Melrose and this and that. And then I remember I came to work for the hundreds. Yeah. Right? And this is early on. And Ben and Bobby had like a relationship with Dominic, right? Yeah. And they're like, all right, so we're doing this and that. And we're going to do uh, Brooklyn Park. This and, that. and then they were like, all right. And I remember one day Ben's like tells me we're going to go have a meeting, all of us, with Dom. And I was kind of like thinking to myself, mm. <laughs> the last time I saw Dom, it wasn't I was kind of threatening him. Maybe I was kind of not. And I was kind of like, uh. And I remember we went over <laughs> to go see Dom. And I was like, this dude's going to be like mad that I'm with the hundreds now. Right, right. And we went over there and Dom was all like, what's up? Look, all good about yeah. it. You know, it was Smooth like. Smooth did all out. Yeah, man. And, and at that point in time, I, feel, I felt kind of like an idiot forever being like that, you know. But, I, you know, listen, man. But listen, when you. Sometimes do- when you're rolling with somebody and you're rolling with them. It's like you're rolling with them, and and me and that dude were making cheddar, bro. And that was that's my dude. You know? I never so, got mad. I never got mad at him. No, I never. I always. I always. You know, the thing is, I never got mad at him. The other thing, and don't get no offense, but like when he was all huff and puff, you know, I know a lot of people like that. I'm not scared. I'm like, yo, dude, why are you getting so like like like? I, I didn't like disrespect. It's like, yeah, you know, he, you know, here, like I wasn't like. 
I paid him because I felt bad. Like, oh shit, right. yeah, you know what I mean? And when I when I when I thought of famous or any brand, I don't think of lucky. You know, it's like, oh, this is a hundred million dollar year brand. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. You know what I mean? What's, I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? I've been there forever and I'm carrying your brand. So so at the end of the day, I didn't maybe he thought of it now knowing that, but at the time I'm like if I would have saw him the next day, the next week, the next year, I would be like, yeah, what's up? I, I would have forgot about him. I don't care. Like, you right. yelled at me. Because the fuck? Everybody yells at me. He yells at me. Esteban yells at me. Rob's yelled at me. I don't... They're my friends. If you don't yell, then you're not really friends. You can, you can, you can do that to somebody and know it's not coming from a bad place. Right. You know what I mean? And right. it's like... You know, and, and that's why, but like, you know, I, I, this dude right here, I fucking, I mean, enough said, I opened up my store during a quarantine to have right. a podcast for him. He's faced life and death, Steve, for you. Then I began to realize over the years <laughs> that half the product in the store that comes here, people don't even get paid for it. They don't want to. They just give it to Dominic because they want to be in his store. Well, well I figured oh, out. Not me. But- <laughs> <laughs> I want my motherfucking money, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's about, we saw Ellie We Richard had to come the other day. We uh, almost had we almost had to come confiscate uh, everything yeah. that last week. Huh? Yeah, we came and he's like, well, just put it on the website. <laughs> I get a call from Esteban. Esteban goes, hey, we got to go to Book and Dom. I got to go. Re- I got to take back some goods. I got to grab some inventory out of that store. And I was like, I'll be there in a hot second. <laughs> Show it up. But Dom had answers. Good well, one. now I know why Dom has survived on Melrose for as long as he has. I've seen people chasing Dom down the street with hatchets in their hand and shit trying <laughs> no, to get him. I mean, we, chasing we, Dom. You dude, started, dude. I seen Dom getting his car, running for his car, this run guy, out of a shoe. <laughs> this guy's a genius red herring dude because you told us story. We started out with, you know, he was real slow to pay on some invoices. And then all of a sudden we got this whole story about a sticker and Travis Barker. And it took like 10 minutes away. I remember walking into clubs at nighttime in the nightclubs and like somebody have Dom up against the car talking about their fucking product. Or <laughs> oh, some shit. get the fuck out of here. Choking <laughs> <laughs> Dom out nah. the car. He's got more, more nah. dudes that problem with nah. a lot of people. That's true. That's you know what? Nah, 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 okay. Nah, nah, okay. Nah, nah. Let's stop the controversy. Let's stop the controversy. Brooklyn Dom. That's a bunch of Let's bullshit. Stop. Let's fuck out of here. Hold on a second. Brooklyn Dom, how many times have you been choked out? Now be honest. <laughs> okay. I've been choked out <laughs> zero times. No, you just told us you got choked. Oh, yeah. Murph, Murph almost choked me out. He fucking he did like almost. But nobody, to be honest, with you don't let the good looks fool you. I'm not a pushover. I look like that, no. but, but I'm just Nobody's saying. I, I no one up, said that. I just want to know how many times in, you've been uh, choked out. I grew up. No, I never got choked out. How, how many got, times have you had to straighten dudes out in your shop? In my shop? Yeah. How many guys have you taken out back to straighten out? In the whole 20 years, probably two or three. One time, we did feel bad. Me, Murph, and Gator, some kid at the old location stole a hat and ran out. And we chased him, and we caught him, and we're about to smack him. And then, like, (laughs) the kid was bald and whatever, but he was, like, he was going through chemotherapy and all this shit. How could you, Dom? Dumb. That's horrible. Please, the kids, cancer patient. Who does that? That's I mean, That's bad, bro. Boy, you shouldn't even. Have, you should just you not have left that out. The hat. Should have left that story out. Brooklyn, let me finish. It's a Make a Wish Foundation. You almost ruined it. Once we found out, we're like, oh, dude, like, well, what the fuck? You could just ask for something. You can have anything. Oh, you gave the chemo kid a lesson, and we gave him the hat. Oh, messed up. You know, 
We yeah. gave him the hat. Yeah. So you know, but people don't. They know that they, they know not to come in here and steal. Right. You know, when I do, I, I have caught kids. I did shake them up a little bit. Tell them, look, man, you want to go steal? Go steal from Macy's. This is a small mom and pop store. Go, go steal from right. a big company that can. That can afford it. That right. can afford it. I can't afford it. You know what I mean? The twenty, thirty dollars, and like, right. you know, what do you steal? Only steal the Esteban Oreo stuff. Don't steal any of the other. You stuff. know what? Here's the thing. When I was growing up, and we used to go boosting, like what we used to call it boosting back in the day. Yeah. We would go into like, you know, Bloomingdale's, Gimbal, Sears, Corvettes, Macy's, and we would go and we would steal shit because. You know, we wouldn't go to the smaller shops to fucking steal anything. Yeah, you know it's I mean? harder, go, too. Cause it's it's not, harder, but then you don't right? want to do that. We don't do snatch and run. You know, we don't do that. You know, and it's like, I remember when I was here with the biohazard guys. I'll never forget this. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying this, but, like, it's crazy. But we were out here during the Northridge quake. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and there was, the, was it 93, maybe. It was 93, I think. It was where I, was, I was right where I was working at MTV, and they were recording their record up here at the studios. Um, is it A&M by uh, Crazy Girls across the street on La Brea? So we were staying at the Franklin Plaza Suites up on Franklin La Brea. And I guess, well, the, 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 city, the city was shut down um, because of, the, uh, because of the, 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 the earthquake, you know? <laughs> and then Evan and a bunch of the dudes... They thought, because they saw in the news that people were looting and stuff. So they're like, let's go looting. And I'm like, what? No. Like, we were driving, and like these dudes get out the car and try to loot a 7-Eleven over here on, uh, on uh, uh, Sunset and um, Curson. And straight up, the owner, the, the guy, whatever, pulled out a gun. And he was going to he fucking held a gun to me, Evan, I think Billy, Drew, because I was trying to take, like, sodas and... It's like, what the fuck are you like? What the fuck is going on? Like, what's you know what I mean? Like, right. so it's it's it's, it's kind of like it's just like very surreal being here, being around certain people, and <laughs> you know, like uh, it's just very very weird. And then sitting here with Mr. Mean Mug over here, Mr. Esteban Oreo, who who by the way, where were you? You were on the East Side doing a photo shoot with Ben Baller. Yeah. <laughs> no, you Esteban. What were that shit. Yeah, Esteban? What, you were you were doing a photo shoot. What yeah, were you doing? I was doing a photo shoot of my uh, one of my homies getting a tattoo. Ben Baller. No, uh, I don't think Ben even goes out of that area. But yes, yeah, he does. We talking about? He's the mayor. We huh? don't. Ben's like what, what gangs he part Rob? Oh, I'm sorry. Not over there. Hey, Esteban. When we first meet Skinhead Rob. Yeah. What's that story? I would say. Uh, I don't remember the exact year, but my other friend, uh, Roy Lozano, introduced us, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Roy was in... Downset. Downset for, <clears throat> since day one. Yep. He was in a lot of uh, like punk rock, hardcore DWP. Bands. Was he in DWP? Drunk of Power? Him and Aries? Was he? I think he was in that too. Yeah, yeah. I remember Downset. So Big Lips here. Big Lip. Oh, no, shit. Big oh, Lip. Oh, shit, with the mask. Big Lip with the mask. Oh. And he's wearing a Brooklyn shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what time Wait, is it right now? Should we let him out he- in here? No. Oh, yeah. 6.30. We could. Or, yeah. Yeah, just pop that pop up. That. No, we got that lock, too, though. Oh, All right. That. So. Okay, no. Let's do it. So, yeah. I met Rob through uh, Roy Lozano, who's a good friend of mine. And Roy ended up playing in the live band with Cypress Hill when we'd go on tour. Yeah. And Rob uh, right away brought me into 
shoot photos for the transplants. Right. I sure Which shot is, their first uh, publicity um, photos, and I shot their album cover and cartoon, and us uh, laid it out. Cartoon did the logo, and then um, we went on to do uh, two album packaging album packages for the transplants, and I did two videos for them, uh, Gangsters and Thugs, and uh, was the one uh, with DJ Booyah? DJ. Transplants oh, is no. What, no, what I can't describe. That's yeah, what I can't describe. They explain, the, explain the who Saturday the, night uh, uh, video. Skinhead Rob. Yeah, Transplants Travis super Bark. group, right? Super group. Well, I'm trying. Okay. Okay. Skinhead <laughs> Rob. Yeah. Uh, Travis Barker and Tim Armstrong from Rancid. Right. So it was a it was a really cool project, and um, Rob, I think, was the one who was uh, in charge of putting the artwork together. And and he let me just be me, you know. So it, was right. like, it wasn't like you know, do it this way, and you know, he just said, do your thing, and and that's what I love, and that's when the shit always comes out like way better, right? And uh, he ended up introducing me to uh, Danny Diablo from um, you know from DMS, Lordy Zach, and I got a like because of Rob, yeah, we did uh tattoos on on Travis um two album covers for transplants two videos yeah uh two album covers for blink 182 six videos for them right tattoos on Travis tattoos on Mark uh their their merch for the tours the uh program a documentary on Blink. Then we went on to do Expensive Tastes, which was Rob, Travis, and Paul Wall. Right. And then uh, Rob had another group called uh, Warfare. We did the artwork Me and, and Damu. photos for Rob and Damu. And then... Um, expensive... Wait, hold on a second, because uh, you're running down a lot of good, great credits, but Expensive Taste was a clothing brand? What was that? It was a, it was a band. Yeah, it, at first it was a, it was a band. It was... Well, not really a band, because it was just all hip-hop, but it was cool. Travis would do the production, and me and Paul would rap on it. Right. Paul, and, wow, um, baby. But because yeah. of, because um, everyone was that was involved was obviously in other projects as well, whether yeah. it's their own thing or, or bands or this or that. So there was some label politics where we couldn't go on to, like, actually release an album and stuff. So we just did a, we put everything, like, on a quote-unquote mixtape with, um, DJ Ski and put that out and then we just kind of turned it into a clothing line for a little bit yeah because I and, saw uh, like some kind of interview with you at Magic yeah you yeah. and Paul Wall were at Magic mm -hmm. and you had the expensive uh, clothing stuff up apparel up yeah all those trade shows and shit it was you know we, we didn't have a very long run um, I wanted it was, to it knock was, that one out of the it park it was kind of problematic oh, just from the gate just because what was the problem <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll take the blame for it, you know, because it was me, Paul, and Trav, and, you know, Paul's in Texas, and he's on tour all the time doing his thing. Trav's in Blink, and he's the head of Famous right. and everything else. Right. And so a lot of it was kind of on my shoulders, which I didn't mind. Right. You know, I did the best I could with it, and right. I would give ideas that I thought were cool. They, You know, a lot of that shit went over a lot of people's heads, you know, 
Um, like what? Just some of the shit I do with like. I mean, I'm wearing a dark throne shirt right now. We had a, because you know I've always been into all all types of shit, whether it's different types of music, different types of this right. That. Like I had a shirt with corpse paint. There was a lot of shit like that going on back then. Like, right. I had references from the Mac and fucking Pretty Tony and this and that and the shit was just all over. You know what I'm saying? Like across the board, just you couldn't kind of way out shit. Like and, eclectic. Yeah, and like cartoon did our our logo and um, Big Lep. Ladies and gentlemen, Big, 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 big Lep is, is making it. Soul Assassins, Big Lep. I told you big don't lap. come unless you bring the green juice. I don't need the oh, yeah. dude. anybody to get water. Huh? Thank you, bro. So I'm good. Yeah. Thanks, Lep. Um, so, so, um, and man, like you yeah. know, I didn't, I didn't know how to fucking run a clothing company. I didn't know right. what the fuck to do. And right. you know, you have all these other brands popping off. And honestly, like I wasn't into it. Like I don't care. Like I don't care about. If this is going to be huge or if it's... That's probably what would put you in the perfect frame of mind to make a good clothing brand. Steve, you said you wanted to knock it out of the park. Expensive Taste is a great name, no? Brother, I I wanted to sink my teeth into that brand so badly, but I wasn't wasn't being given the opportunity to. It was like behind walls that I couldn't get to. But what I want to say is like what Esteban said. And just so... Let me make it clear for everybody. Uh, You know... Rob played a huge part in me yeah. uh, getting to work for Travis Barker for Famous, you know? Right. He was part of what he put that into play, you know? Right. Because um, he kind of played, he was the one that him, they all did, but but Rob's kind of how I came into contact with, with Travis in many ways, you know? Got it. Was due to him. But what Esteban was saying was like, he, he was really the one that was tied into like, Estevan, cartoon, me, and he brought this real LA culture, what we had always been about. Yeah. He brought that over to like Tim and Travis, like, and he got to dictate the whole thing. And the thing is about Rob is like, you're talking about a dude that's been wrapped up in punk music, that's now rapping. Right. That's like, knows what's up with lowriders, knows what's up with punk, knows what, right. All sorts of music. So, like, like, I you would I would think that if you're in one genre, no matter how big you are, you might feel a little bit threatened by somebody like Rob, because Rob can hold his own in that world, and then he's able to move through all these other worlds and get respect. Right. And the dudes that kind of were around him at that time, they couldn't put their feet into some of these worlds. Right. Like they'd just be laughed at or kind of like that way. But Rob was able to like he was the conduit into making all these things gel together. So Rob, see, that makes sense. What I'm totally saying, Can you kind sense. of it goes imagine along, that? Yeah, of course, and it goes along with what you even talk about. What is the West Side and all that stuff? And wait, but on the on the flip side, he was able to walk us into that world, into that world of those guys. Yeah, and they'd be like, "All right." You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, he could make the introduction. He, could, he was able to cross everybody over. But wait a second, Rob. So, so where? So, what's your history? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Fresno, California. I moved down to LA in '98 uh, or '99, and then I met Scan over here in like 2000, 2001, the latest. Okay, and, so um, those who don't know the reference, uh, Rob just uh, did a way back reach to Scan, which is Estevan's, uh, one of Estevan's original yeah, names. Yeah, we'll call him Scanless. Scanless. You know, before, he, wait, before he goes any further, what I do want to say yeah. right now, and Go I want to say this for the record, man. On yeah. live. Yeah. Live. 
There's a part where Esteban says on LA Originals. Yeah. If if anybody tells you that I did them wrong, they're fucking lying. Right. He says that. Okay? Right. I remember that. There's something that's a- about, and you know what? Skinner Rob's probably the other dude that's like that, bro. Like, there's nobody, everybody I know, all my, and I'm talking about friends like Rossi, Joey Castillo. Like, I'm talking about friends of mine from all over, from the right. hood, from everywhere. Right. When I bring up Skinner Rob's name, yeah, they're like, bro, man, that's one good mother. Man, I like that. What's up with that dude? What's up? Like, everybody, dude, he's not that anybody wrong. He's not one of the only other guys like Esteban yeah. that if somebody says that that dude did him wrong, that that dude stole from him, that did some shit... I slap them, bro, because they're fucking lying, bro. Right. But that's one thing I wanted to say about both of these dudes, man, that we have on. Yeah. They're not Dominic. Not Dominic. <laughs> Dominic fucked nah. a bunch of motherfuckers almost, over. And almost, I'm still questioning if this motherfucker owes me the money or not. beat up a cancer no, kid over And I'm not trying to exclude you, bro, but I'm trying to say, man, both of these dudes, man. And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. Yeah. But, okay, no, okay. So, Rob. Fresno. So, wait, wait a second. Can when we you, do something to bring up uh, Dom's self esteem <laughs> a little bit? Uh, yeah, we will. We will. Uh, Rub his we'll back. get to you it. You know what? When Big Lepke gets it. Big Lepke, I feel better right now. Okay. That's all I'm Oh, we haven't told Big Lepke yet. We haven't. Listen, God damn it, I'm trying to understand something about Rob. Wait, 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 for wait well, there's one more thing that Go I ahead. left out. Go ahead. Uh, a photo shoot with Rancid. Rob got me. Awesome. Very one good. More thing. If people don't understand, I think what's going on here is Esteban Oreo is paying a lot of respect to Rob because Esteban Oreo is saying like a lot of things that we did in the past was because Rob set it up or it came through yep. Rob, right? Yeah, yep. a lot of shit. Right. Well, like, I mean, yeah, well, I've been fortunate enough to be around these dudes. All right, so can long, we stop you know? jerking each other off right now? I want to get back to Rob now. Rob, <laughs> you grew up in Fresno. <laughs> yep. Okay, and what were your influences musically at that time? Like how old, how old were you when you left Fresno? I left Fresno when I was 22, I was okay. 22, 23. All right. So, you know. so growing up in Fresno, <laughs> what were your musical influences? What were your artistic influences? What did you really care I, about? Musically, I've always listened to all kinds of shit, from yeah. hip-hop to oldies to freestyle to country to fucking Who's metal. your favorite country artist? Hank Williams III. The Hank, third, yeah, Hank three. I'm a Merle Haggard man. Myself. I love Merle Haggard. Yeah, I mean, I fucking ride with Merle. I mean, Merle's right. great. Okay, but Hank Go. three, for me, that's that's the best because okay. he, he can do every kind of style of music. You know, right? He's diverse. Yeah, like a motherfucker, and I like that because, like I said, I grew up on all different types of music. I right. listen to all types of different type of music. I'm influenced by all different types of music. Sure, I learn from all different types. How of music, did you come you know? in contact at a young age in Fresno? All right, like, like not necessarily the culture capital of the world, mm-hmm. but not to put it down either. But just oh, yeah, yeah. how did you come into contact with so much different types of music and influences? How is that possible for a kid out of Fresno? I mean, just from I mean, being interested in shit. Because, you know, back then, of course, there was no Internet. There was right. nothing like that. Right. So you learn out of magazines. You know, you learn from fucking music. You know, you just. But I mean, what did your dad do? What was his job? My dad was a school teacher. So was my mom. What grades? My dad taught high school and my mom taught first grade. Okay. And did they help? Did they support your like interest in all these different areas? I mean, I, I had really good parents, you know, they're, they're cool. Um, but like, you know, like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing or what I wanted to be. I was just a fucking kid and, you know, getting in trouble like everyone else and doing this, that, and the other thing and making some not-so-cool choices and decisions, you know? So 
but when it came to you know high school's a wrap and you know they knew i wasn't gonna even attempt to step foot on a college or nothing you know so did you have a were you rebellious i mean not more than any other kid i just what are you not telling us rob (laughs) this is interesting because you have these parents that you say are good parents and i i believe that and they're then they're in school right and then you say you make some not-so-right choices, whatever the hell that means. Well, I mean, you growing up in Fresno, California. Okay. You know, in and? the 80s and 90s. and That in that, itself is a bad choice, that's huh? The, that's the meth capital of the world, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I was never one to, to party with it. Yeah. But on the other side of that table, early on as a young teenager, as I was involved with, you know, touching it. it would Got it. At that, you so you dibble-dabbled. So, but not. You didn't go on a crazy run. No, it wasn't. For, I wasn't using. It. I'll put it like that. Yeah. Right. You know okay. What I'm okay. So read between the lines. I got it. Okay. So with that comes everything that's associated with that. Sure. You know, and I, I've been very lucky where I've been. Uh, I mean, knock on wood. Right. I'm, I'm here today. You know, <laughs> right. I'm not sitting down somewhere or laying down somewhere. Right. You know, and um, right. But when you're exposed to things that. That world uh, has to offer. It, it makes you see things differently. You you learn some real lessons at a young age. You know that a lot of people you see behind that a lot of people aren't exposed to because right. they're not in this that or the other game. You right. know, and it's um, the realities of life. But it's not. It's just how it was. It was just that was there. This is what I did. This is what everyone was doing. So it wasn't like this weird thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's Fresno. There's not a lot to do there. Right. You know, there wasn't a lot of shows and there wasn't a lot of places to go and have fun. There wasn't skate parks. That, you know, there's a one this place called The Ark. You know, it's just this janky ramp in someone's backyard. Then there was Sugar <laughs> Hill. Shout out Jason. But um, I chose to go this route and I wanted to make some bread. I wanted to fucking. Sure. Because I see all the homies around me are fucking doing this and they're having to get it from somewhere. Right. And then did your parents ever have, did your parents ever have a, uh, like, did you guys ever butt heads at some point where you were like, look, it's, I'm not going the route you guys want to go. No, because they never pushed an agenda on me. That's cool. They were never like, you need to go to college. You need to, they're like, you need to do what you need to do, you know, and live your your life and, you know, figure it out. So then at what point, so then at 20, you moved to LA. What was that decision? Like 20, I think I was like 22. Yeah. Um. Well, I've been working for this band called AFI from the Bay Area. Good friends of mine, right? And um, well-known, yeah, phenomenal band, phenomenal right. people. And um, I like that AFI man. Yeah, they're me great. Too. Yeah. And um, I stopped working for them. I didn't have nothing going on in Fresno because it's still fucking Fresno, right? You know. And um, so me and my homeboy were like, "Fuck, let's just let's fucking move to LA," right? You know. So we packed up our shit. And drove down here and just started over. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I, I ended up living in Silver Lake, really close to Tim Armstrong from Rancid. And right. I, I knew him through the AFI guys and through touring and stuff because both those bands are from the Bay Area. And this is Silver Lake before the hipster reinvention yeah. of Silver Lake, right? Yeah. And so I remember calling him and be like, hey, I just moved down here. I think I might be kind of close to you. And he's like, where are you at? I was like, I got this apartment behind Mayfair Market. He's like, I'm right up the hill. Yeah. So I'd, it'd be like a little five-minute walk, you know, because I didn't have a car or nothing back then. Yeah. And um, 
that's how we started the transplants. It's because Tim had a studio in his house and he was learning how to do Pro Tools. Right. And, Which um, was kind of like a newer thing back oh, then, yeah, right? It was, it was just coming out then. Yeah, it was right. brand new. And, right. um, and Tim's a super talented dude, you know, and I've been a fan of his since Operation Ivy, you know, so yeah. I love Rancid, of course. Right. So um, he's like, one day, because we kick it all the time anyways, because I live so close and I didn't know nobody really, you know. Right. And um, one day he was like, hey, I made these tracks. Can you write some lyrics to it? I was like, this is crazy, you know. Like, <laughs> why do you? Why would you want me to do some shit, you know? But I took I, it home, wait, wrote to it, and then went and recorded it. And wait a second, wait a second. Had you been writing lyrics before this? No, no. Okay, so you're hanging out with Tim, and mm-hmm. Tim makes these tracks on this crazy program called Pro Tools, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, "Hey, why don't you write?" What What made him think you would you would write lyrics, or was it just because you were right there? I think just because he knew. Like my whole get down, you know, like outside of the musical world. He knew he could tell that Rob was a cool ass motherfucker. It was a deep <laughs> He's like, I'll tell this dude, do anything he does is going to be cool. Okay, and so then what? So then you go home. So you say yes. Yeah. Because I was, a, like I said, I was a fan, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get a chance like this. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to fuck this off. So yeah. then what did you do? You went home, right? What's your process? What, did, what was your process at that time? You put the tracks I on? I put the tracks on and yeah. just. I wrote as best I could. It was some on garbage. lined paper. Yeah, lined paper. <laughs> Why are you saying that, dog? Yeah, no, it was some. Gar- I wrote some garbage. Yeah. It was the only one that can say that, dog. I would never tell that shit, bro. No, so like on, on some lined paper, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. And so and then, then I went back the next day. Okay, hold on. So when you go back the next day, right? You got the. You got. Were you nervous? Oh, for sure. You were like, "Fuck." Yeah, because like, like you know, like I said, we were homies, but still, I'm a fan. Right. And, and this guy's fucking making tracks. You know, he's great at what he does. Right. And so I get there. We go downstairs to the studio. And so he's there. The dude who's his engineer. And then Lars Fredrickson from Rancid sitting on the couch. And at this time, Tim was still married to Brody from the distillers. And she's standing there. And I'm just like, fuck. I love all these people. Right. But now it's in a, I'm gonna, in a different environment because I have to try and do what these people do all really well. And you're going to expose that what, I'm terrible. Right. And <laughs> yeah, so is it so, like folded up line paper? Like, is it in your pocket? Yeah. Yeah. It was in my back pocket. So I just unfolded it. <laughs> do you just pull it out? Of yeah. Your and are you tripping at that moment? You're like, oh, shit. Here I'm, we go. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck. I, you know, because everything sounds different in your head. too. Right. For people of who have never wrote a song or anything like that, you have to recite it and hear yourself back. Right. When you have headphones and shit on, right. and when you hear it played back, it sounds even more different. Right. So it's, yeah, like I, I wasn't happy with what I did. Right. But apparently everyone else liked it right. or they're just being kind, but right. we kept working, you know? And, um, okay. So hold on a second. So, so and that takes a lot of balls, right? I mean, you admit that to be like you haven't really written lyrics. Here you are in front. Yeah, of I'd people. never, I'd never wrote a song before. Right, and so now and now I'm, after write like three, he gave me like three tracks to write to. Right, but it, so let me ask you a question. So then, when you did it, right? Did you make a decision like in your head? You're like, look, as fucked up as this is, I'm gonna fuck it up 100. percent I'm not gonna come out pussy ass and kind of half say it, or did you half say it? No, nah, I just kind of went for it, you know, yeah. and um, yeah. and like musically, it was it was really different because he was um, like loops of guitar and drums sure. and stuff, and you know, yeah. he experiment with Pro Tools yeah. and having fun, and that's 
when we started, that's all it was. It was just something for us to have fun with. Right. It wasn't going to be a band. It, we weren't going to have any more members. We weren't going to make an album. We weren't going to do shows. Yeah. It was just me and Tim. Right. And then we just kept going and making more songs. And What was the subject matter of those early ones? Like, did you what, what would you write about? What was your thing? Uh, just the, basically the same shit that I would write about now. Yeah. You know, just shit that happens and... A lot of a lot of fuck the police and fuck you know, <laughs> you know all, the, all yeah. that good shit, right? All <laughs> the good stuff. Yes. Man, what, what do you think of this dude's lyric? He's the I shit, huh? Hell yeah, I loved all like Rob's one of those guys that has like good taste with all the Hell shit yeah. he fucks with. Like if Rob's doing something, you're like that's getting done the right way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when shit. he came out with a streetwear expensive taste, the first. I mean, it all caught my eye because, like, the the name was so cool, and it the logo was done by Cartoon, and what it what what was behind it was, you know, Paul, Travis, and him, and we're all tight, you know. So I was just like, yeah, this is a no brainer. And then, you know, lucky and then we're gonna be pushing it out to the world. So the one thing that caught my eye is when Rob did a design. It said, "There is no street in your wear." And I was like, "That's some. That's the biggest mic drop in this whole <laughs> yep, fucking yep, yep. industry." I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> he does shit to where you think, "Like, why didn't I think of that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. you were thinking about it, but you just didn't do it. Right? You know, like, it it takes balls to put out uh, a shirt like that right. in the world that we're in. You know, you're at the magic show. All eyes are on you. Everybody around the world. Everybody in the industry. And your main shirt representing you is in your in the streetwear section right where there's all these corn balls in there right acting like they do street well they do it i mean you know they're actually there right so they're doing streetwear but there's nothing street about them right like what is street about them they drive down the street or they walk down the street or, <laughs> like where do they say like i'm gonna do streetwear because i'm street right know? So <laughs> back to that, I don't want to go too far away out of the fuck out of over there. Rob puts out this shirt that says there is no street in your wear and it's over. Like, <laughs> right. Everybody should have just packed up their booth and right. walked out of that <laughs> section. Yeah. Right. right. And went to the parking lot and then like, you know, like Echo did or something, you know, just right. have their own tent and go like, we're the not so street wear, street wear, you know, so. Right. You see shit like that, you're just like, this is the motherfucker right here, you know, like, and the, and the, excuse me, can I help you guys? No. Um, the, the fact that, you know, like Lucky said, like, there's certain friends of yours that you know, there, there's like this guy, he does this, this guy, he does that. Yeah. Like Rob's a dude who you could call any time of the day, any day of the week, and he's there for you. Right. And all of us that are here can vouch for that. And like, you can't do that with a lot of people, you know? Sure. And, he'll, and you could call them. You can call anybody at any time, but will they pick up your call? Right. And will they actually stop what they're doing and get in their car and go to you and help you with shit? Like, right. there's a lot of expectations that you put on people as a friend or whatever, but it seems kind of like with Rob, you could, he, he would, you know, be there for you anytime, any day, anywhere for anything. And it's just like, 
those kind of friendships are so far and few between and so rare. You're like, when you get a friend like that, you're like, fuck, man. You know, you just, it's not every day, you know? Man, dude. I, I, I don't listen. think I've ever heard Esteban talk about anybody like that. <laughs> man, dude, I'm telling you, bro, there was, there was, I spent a lot of time with Rob, man. And we there were times, man, where there was some boring ass shit. And just like some, like, I had to move some shit or some shit. And Rob was just like, I'll roll you know, volunteered yeah. himself. Yeah, you know, I remember we had to go out to Vegas and do shit. And he was just like all the ways down, man. Like always down. Exactly what Esteban's saying. I remember one night there was a transplant show, and we're in. I don't know where the fuck. I don't know where we were, but we were somewhere, man. This dude was like he had been on stage, right? Yeah. And like a lot of people that are on stage, bro. A lot of. These people singing and doing this thing. They like mugs is somebody that's down. He'll pop off the stage and knock somebody's ass out. You know, if some shit comes, you know what I'm saying? Right. There's not a lot of people like that. And I remember we were at a show and bad just played and everything. We're in the parking lot and Travis <laughs> and them are in the tour van and me and him are walking over and some dudes like almost run us over or something. And I'm like, Hey motherfucker, I'm screaming, motherfucking almost and I with some Mexican dudes in the car and they're yeah. like they hit the brakes and, and dude's like and they just fucking put that shit in reverse and came back down i'm like i'm thinking you might want to step out of this rob like you might want to just go over to the tour bus right. rob was right there these dudes pop out all crazy running up what so i took off beating this dude's ass i look over to my side and rob's right there bro he was, he was with me he wasn't running nowhere dog he, was he didn't run in high hell no oh, man he's got right his hands dirty down too bro <laughs> and i just remember we like laughed about it bro and like some samoan bouncers grabbed everybody and <laughs> broke it up but those dudes were already beat up already yeah. and then we went into the tour bus dog and i was yeah. like you know he was just like he wasn't going to run from it he's right. like he's with you he's with you right you know sure. and there's like not you know but uh, it's just not a, no listen man they're just like in general there's not a lot of people like that right my experience has been mo you know the people i try and surround myself with Ain't gonna run when the shit storm comes. Right. Hey, Rob, do you yeah. remember that night? Mm hmm. And, and, and tell that was the in truth. Like, that was in like Orange County, right? I think I think it was like in Orange County, maybe Santa Ana. Santa Ana. Or tell some the shit. truth. Were you were you kind of like I mean was was that the first fight you got in with Lucky or whatever? Or like were you were you a little bit tripping or were you like yeah oh, fuck I'm, it what's going down? No, I mean I knew Luck could handle himself, you know, and yeah. I've been plenty of tussles before. Yeah, <laughs> no, so you like, were ready. Yeah. I'll, Take him, yeah. give him, whatever. So you if, you, if you've never written a song before and you've never written lyrics before, when was the first time you went up on stage to perform? When the was that? The first show we had was at the uh, House of Blues in Anaheim. And, um, Shit. It was sold out. You know, we were on. That was, was your first show. No yeah. pressure. It, yeah. it was the. Uh, it, it was, was a, it was an open mic was night down at Dillwinkles. D Distillers Transplants tour. And, um. So fuck, you know, of course I was nervous, you know, sold out show and people are expecting a lot. It's the first show. Right. And, you know, it's Tim and Travis. Right. Super you know, group. And it's like, fuck, you know, and I believe at that time Matt Freeman from Rancid was playing bass, greatest bass player in the world. And Lars would come out and do some songs with us. Lars might have actually also been playing guitar at that point. We've had a lot of people doing a lot of things. Yeah. Game. But anyways... Before the show, it was like a half hour before some shit. Like, I'm backstage outside, and I'm smoking and pacing. And, sure. And Lars sees me, and he's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just 
kind of tripping. You know, there's a lot of people in there. Yeah, right. Because when that curtain's down, it's a whole different, you know, when you hear everyone on the other side of it, it's like, fuck, you know? Right. And I'd worked for bands plenty before, but actually having to be on stage instead of on the side of the stage... It's a lot of it's, responsibility. It's a different thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm up there with these two dudes who, who people hold in really high regard. Right. And I'm just this fucking dipshit from Who's Fresno. Who's that fucker you know? from Fresno that's exactly. fucking up the whole thing? So Lars is like, look, there's a reason why you're here with all of us. He goes, you're going to start the first song, and before you know it, you're going to be ending the last song. And that's how it went. Like, it seems like as soon as we started, like, the show was over. Okay, like, well, oh. So House of Blues in Anaheim's a big town. Mm-hmm. House of Blues is a big venue for Anaheim, right? Mm-hmm. How many people do you think are, are right there? Like It was sold out, so as many people as it holds. Right. And you come out. Now, you're behind the curtain? Yeah, because they have a curtain there. So they open the curtain when the band's about to start. Right. And I mean, are you like fucking, you get the mic, you, you're fucking sitting there, and the fucking curtain's about to open. And when it first opens, like, what do you feel? Uh, let's fucking go you know let's let's get it on because i just gotta not fuck up right you know but as soon as like they start playing like it's that's it right and then was there a certain point at which during that moment which for any human right like on a certain level not very many people get to experience that Mm -hmm. right especially if they're from fresno Mm -hmm. okay and you're there, and that's happening. Is there a moment during that where you start to feel energized or you realize what performing is really all about, or do you get a high from that? There's, there's a definite rush that comes from that, you know? Like, because um, I never thought I'd be doing that in a million years. Right. I, I was happy just working for bands, you know, because I, I get to have a lot of fun, get to go all around the world and get paid for it, you know? So to be able to take it to the next level and actually be in a band and be the fucking lead singer or whatever and it's it's pretty fucking cool you know so and you feed off the energy of the crowd so when you got excited crowd whether it's a little amount of people or a whole lot amount of people it's it's great either way you know because these people are here to check out what you're doing you know i knew it wasn't all me they weren't there to see me don't get that fucked up you know they're to see eventually the they were guys, you know uh, what I'm how long did it take you to finally consider yourself a fucking artist rob oh, i don't consider myself an artist still motherfucker <laughs> after all this time you still that <laughs> no, yeah it's crazy dude no. you should see this dude's a hey, dude is it the best when this dude goes off or what dude when he goes off performing oh i love it dude he's... when he is so committed yeah he's so committed <laughs> man this dude be on the stage and he just like and then he's this aesthetic look is like this dude looks like like a white cholo on right. the stage but he's probably like and he's so like i'd be like because he's such a good nice nice guy right where you put the mic in his hand and he started dude i'd be like god damn this motherfucker's in- angry intense <laughs> this dude's an intense yeah dude he was like i'm I'm talking about full on but there's nobody like rob there's nobody like this dude go watch a transplant video you get some action with this the, dude, the reason why i want to bring this out is because it's an it's a great american story like you you know what i mean it's like like here's a guy from fresno who pretty much did a lot of shit that guys from fresno do and then at some point he has to perform I'm sorry, Esteban almost kicked Dominic in the face, <laughs> trying to kick him, and he moved out his head out of the way. I don't know what's going on. Okay, there. But, but what I'm saying is, it's like, 
Sometimes, Steve, you and I talk about some of these people that kind of came from nothing, right? And I'm not saying necessarily you came from nothing, but what I'm saying is it's like we talk about people who got kind of like an indomitable spirit. Because my motherfuckers that roll with me are self-made, man. Man! I don't roll with a bunch of rich motherfuckers, That's bro. A great- my, my homies are all dudes that had to do it themselves, I man. fucking love that. Zero lames. I fucking that's love right. that. That and that's what I, I was listening to the story. And I'm like, dude. I mean, imagine like your fucking you people that you looked up to in the music world were like, Steve, write some lyrics, and you're like, what? And you write these. Next thing you know, you're opening, and you gotta fucking do it, and you fucking do it, and then. And it, but it, like it continues though, right? Because I'm from Soul Assassins. You that's know? right. That's and right. like, that's another thing I I grew up with, and. You know, Cypress Hill, House of Pain, everything, you know, the Mugs is doing, you know, that's the big homie. That's the general. You right. Know? And so, and I was a fan of, of these dudes, you know, what Scan and Tunes were doing and everything. Because I'd see the, the shit, you know, in the magazines and big time and this and that. And, you know, I I, I knew what was what, you know. And right. um, just somehow, you know, like he said, the homie Roy, you know, was that piece of the puzzle that connected everything you know and it's like so i've been very lucky and blessed or whatever you want to call it to be able to be around the people i'm around you know like i love everyone in this room you know and um i've got to do a lot of amazing things with with all these people across the board you know good times and bad times and right. everything in between i wouldn't trade it for nothing right you know yeah right. esteban why did you try to kick uh dom First of all, he was stuck looking at my shoes or something, <laughs> giving me like a Dom. What a was complex. wrong? What's wrong with Esteban's shoes? Well, the other day, I where do you want me to start? He said, "Where do you want me to start?" The other day, I went to Risky's. He wanted me in his live video. Okay, I was like, hey, he's like, "Hey, come promote the movie on the original on Netflix." Blah blah blah. So I went to do that, and he was painting live in there and throwing water on the paint and all that shit. So right, it was a mess. Okay. And I'm walking through there. I almost ate shit a couple of times because it was all slippery. Right. So I got some uh, pain on my shoes that kind of looks like blood. Right. Somebody else brought that up to me the other day. Right. Because I have had blood on my shoes before. Wait, hold on a second. This isn't a cover story in which you're trying to put out some evidence saying, like, look, it's paint that's on my shoe. It's not really no, blood. No, it was on live. Everybody oh, okay. saw it. All right. So it was all good. So anyways, Cause sometimes here and Dom's staring at my face fucking shoes like you know he's the owner of a shoe store right like a purveyor be like hey yo go grab the you know yeah, right grab yeah. your pair right. of new kicks right yeah. i'm the owner oh. right oh out of here what's the matter you huh yeah so I'm, i was waiting for that that's right. kind of why i wore these <laughs> you know shoes what today, yeah I was to yeah i mean hey, homie i know it's coronavirus you know, right. I would give him. Excuse I, me. I, <laughs> Hello. Whoa. I know motherfuckers aren't working right now. You're a photographer. You work with people. You can't shoot because you work with people. You might be going through some times right now. Yeah. Right. Why don't you go get yourself something nice? And right. you know what? I would, like, I would. Hey, I would give oh, him. I would give him a pair of shoes. But we don't sell. Dumb. We don't sell like those. You know. Right aid, <laughs> those right aid orthopedic, you know, oh, man. shoes. We have skateboard shoes here, and if right. you wanted a pair, you could grab a pair. You know that. 
dumb. What's wrong? Listen, 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 Travis Scott. Listen, Estevan, listen. Yeah. The thing about Estevan if I was is Travis Scott or Machine Gun Kelly, he would have. Oh, or Ben Baller. Yeah. Two more, two right more Netflix here. specials, and you'll get free shoes from them. That's dumb. what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Number five on Netflix. Can I get some fucking shoes? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> number three. Right. Hey, dumb. So anyway. seriously, let's cut the shit. Cut what's the wrong? Bullshit. Yeah, what's wrong with Esteban's shoes? You, you're a purveyor of shoes. You know what's good shoes. Tell us what's wrong. Yeah. Is it the big N? Is it the yeah. big thick the sole? The N is for Nipsey. Rest in peace. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. For all right. Real. You know what? I'll yeah. tell you what's Nip. up. Go ahead. All right. All right. Go ahead. First Prolific. of all. Go ahead. First of all. Go ahead. It's, it's, yeah, because don't start. I wouldn't even say anything about anybody's shoes. What? Well, mine are all fucked up. No, no, no. I'm broke. Listen. No, no. They he's like, like you I'm got broke. Out of the dumpster. No, no, no. Dome's like one of those like fashion The dumpster in the back got caught on fire. Yeah. The dumpster in the back got caught on fire. happened? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. What happened in the back? Bro? It looks like what he saved fuck? those shoes out of the fire. <laughs> he put the fire out with I those put shoes. The fires out what me. happened in the back? Some transients lit, <laughs> lit cardboard on fire, and then the whole, like, the container, the storage container turned into an oven and started cooking everything in there. And wait burning. a minute, wait a minute. The, the, the fucking, the storage container is made of steel? Yeah, so they put cardboard in between the, all of them, lit uh-huh. it on fire. It turned so hot in there that the boxes on the the inside, because of the heat, caught on fire, and then it was it, everything was melted. Everything got caught. We had to break. The fire department had to cut. What? We couldn't the open it. Fuck. Yeah, he was here. <laughs> Story is. That- Wait a second. Cardboard. What is cardboard burned down cardboard a metal. Burned down the metal. A metal. No, 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 no. Shit that could be... Let, sh- that let, is, let, let me, yeah. let me cut This is sounds crazy. Hey, okay. hey okay. you know what? Maybe we should stop it right yeah. there. You no, no, good, no, no, dog. No, no, no. good, my boy. You want to know why he's lashing on Melrose for 20 years? <laughs> this motherfucker could convince his cardboard's going to burn down a metal container. I've never heard wait, anything so beautiful. Wait, let me explain something. I don't even think you should be talking on the podcast right now. Let me tell you, as your attorney, as your attorney... You're being advised... Stop right. talking right Listen, now. Listen, as your attorney, uh, <laughs> let me just say, all of this is is for show and it's for fun. Okay. This is not any expo- explanation yeah. of anything okay. legal. Right. Of any right, insurance right, right, right. adjusters listening. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me explain please. something, okay? Let me, let me, let me give you a better no, picture. Yeah, okay? please. You watch Goodfellas okay. one too many times. Here's the thing. Here's a disclaimer. Well, that was a disclaimer Listen, right there. They, right. They, this is a fictional show. Yeah. Thank you. It's all fiction. They set up in between all these. The transients. The transients. In between the metal containers, they put a lot of, there was a lot of cardboard boxes in there. They lit it on fire. And a lot of gasoline probably too. I don't know about that, but okay. all I know is Listen, that. Listen, don't put words in his mouth. The man they, is. They lit it on fire. Right. Okay. Being serious. They lit it on fire. This is serious. And inside it got so hot that the metal, the metal, okay, the containers got like red hot and the boxes inside the container, they caught on fire. From the heat, from being up against pushed against thing, it, it hey, you got cameras. Yeah. Oh, you were able to watch them do this shit, dude. No, it, hold on, hold on. No, because we no, didn't no, get no. the camera on no, the corner no. where it started. Listen, but then when the firemen, I'm, I'm instructing you not to answer that question. Second. So when the firemen came, we couldn't even open the 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 door. It was so hot. They had to go on top, and then they cut it with the 
like a like a, a saw with jaws like they, they have to cut like the top, a sawzall or something just some crazy shit and right. then they cut it and then as soon as they did fire came out of there and then right. they had to dazzle the water right and then when it got cooled down then they opened up they pried open the door and then it was like now listen I'm gonna ask water damage everything everything got water damage hold on hold on no listen you must I'm gonna ask an important question. Was any of the store merchandise destroyed by this catastrophe? See? See? And did you have any jewelry or anything no, in those containers? No, this wasn't a fucking, this wasn't one of the good photos. Like, <laughs> like, this was like some real shit. Listen, you and didn't when have you a shoebox of fucking $60,000 in there that burned up? Listen, listen. Dom, remember when you Rolexes told me that you had those uh, those expensive, those oh, yeah, high nah. carat diamonds? I remember you told me you stored <laughs> them in there just for the overnight. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. Fifty thousand dollars. I'll tell you one thing. I was really surprised that everything, a lot of things I, I expected to burn or get fucked up, but right. one thing I didn't. It was crazy. Is we had like a compressor, uh, the, like the air compressor to that red one that you. You put the, the the nail gun tit and shit like that, right? Yo, that the, the 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 metal was good, but the handles, everything, the 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 gauge, it was all like fucking. It was just like liquid. It was just like it was it was unrecognizable. You, like, you're good. Listen, let me tell you something. Whenever we're talking, <laughs> whenever we're talking about cross examining anyone in, in, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the law, yeah. one of the things they say that makes a great liar, like not saying you, of course. I'm saying what makes a great layer is that there's always one detail that they remember that doesn't fit the scenario. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, when they go like, yeah, everything yeah, burned yeah, up. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? There was one <laughs> thing. Crazy that, thing. It's just, it didn't make it. <laughs> no, everyone, listen. Everyone's asking about where that guy went. Hey, 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 oh, do you hear anything about that Billy Bats? You know, that, that's crazy. He came down to the joint that one night and then no one ever heard from him again. Well, nobody knows. Th- thank God I have video from yeah. the set, from the beginning of it to the end. The uh, other part that's great is the word transient. Like it's interesting. Like it's transient. Well, what what right? am I going to sell? Bum homeless? It's not the homeless dudes. It's a transient. Why well, would a transient? But honestly, why would a transient? Well, you want to answer that for him, please? No, no, because he's always hey. yelling with them and fighting with them. But are you I, fighting I with we, transients? I, I honestly think we should stop talking about this. Now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is not even a true. I don't even think we should stop talking about this. Oh my god! Listen. We may have to edit all that out. Okay. Listen. Okay. All right. If we can get, listen, we'll cut out all that stuff if you can promise to get Estevan some new shoes. He can have. Please, I'm doing him a service if I give him some new shoes. No wait. So what's wrong with his shoes? We didn't even get to that. Dominic, I'm sorry for anything that might happen back there. By the way. I no, am, serious. and I yeah, hope that you get past that up. and that everything works out. It sucks that you have to get all that insurance money, but anyways. <laughs> insurance hey, not covering you throw it. throw in, uh, when you get that pair of shoes for me, please throw in a pair for yourself. Yeah. Me? Yeah. No, dude, when you're the purveyor, when you're the purveyor of, of clothes, some for some reason, the guys that are in charge of all that, for some reason, they're allowed to kind of just be like, whatever. Like, you know what it is? I'll what is that? Okay, these shoes are very comfortable. Right. And... and I, I just, I'll wear them. I mean, I have a lot of shoes. Right. But these are just very comfortable. I wear these quite often, um, all the time, actually. And that's why they're beat up. And sure. I took another pair, actually, yesterday. And I was going to wear them. But then I didn't want to wear them because this fucking jerk off right here yeah. would probably Esteban make them, wow. exactly. He would probably make some comments like, hey, wow. you got some new, oh, let's guy some new shoes. Oh, well, where's my new shoes? That's fucked up. I don't got new shoes. <laughs> yeah. This guy, people are starving and, he, and he's got some brand new shoes. Yeah. How does that feel? Yeah, Esteban, why okay. would you treat him like that? That's I, why he I wore the fucked up shoes. 
I wouldn't. Yes, you would. I'll let, yeah. him, I'll let him run with that. All right. Well, stop looking at my shoes, dude. Hey, you know what? We usually, Sean usually is very about his business when he comes to set up the mics and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And today he came in here, bro, and he was like a little kid. We couldn't even get him to set up the mics. He was stuck on all the tennis shoes, reading the bottoms. What number is that? What number is this? I go, now you got the hookup. You know Dom. Yeah. Right, You're yeah. in. You're yeah. in. Free uh, shoes for you and your family for the rest of your life, bro. Yeah, kids, yeah, your have, wife, you all get free, you all get free have, shoes now. Have, you get free shoes today, you get the big two pairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys. Have. And you guys are over there. Start freaking out. Big lap. You got to go outfit. You got to go outfit. Everybody, <laughs> go pick out some hats. Yeah, Everybody, pick out an outfit. Hey, bring, and you know what else? You could take. I have in the back. I have some uh, Dayton belt buckles that spin. Yeah, remember those? Yeah. Hey, Schmitty, Everybody get, gets a jacket, and a t-shirt, a belt buckle, pair of tennis Everybody get Schmitty one of those and backpacks. And call some relatives and take it to go package. Schmitty <laughs> don't get shit. He didn't no. show up. Hey, let me let me say, uh, Dominic. Can you give us a shout out on like let people know where you give us your address where they can find Brooklyn Projects on and online online yeah. uh, give, give us a Why, is this right over now. already? Yeah, we're done. Well, we got it. Yeah. We got to no, bring no, back we, in. We got to. We got to talk. We got to talk to Esteban. We got to talk about Esteban right now. Okay, what? I have to talk to him. I want to talk to him. Okay, I'll like, talk no, to him. Ahead, give it the okay. shot. Let me take a piss. Yeah. Take no, 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 no. I want you to be here. No, no, no. I want no, to tell no. you something that I've been holding on my chest okay, all this well, time. Just do the address. Hey, first. hey, hey. Get, address just, and website. Do, do the promos or whatever, and then when he comes back, you could. You oh, can he's get it leaving. All right, no, thanks. no, he's coming back. No, he's upset because I made fun of his shoes. No, he's not. It's all right. He does. Right. That's okay. You can number five. Oh, I know on what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, what a dick. <clears throat> no, 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 no. So, honestly, all yes. bullshit aside, yes. now that we're in the quarantine, everything's fucked up. Where can people go to buy Brooklyn, whatever? Uh, Brooklynprojects.com. Yes. Yes, you can have those. Um, BrooklynProjects.com. <laughs> Estevan's rummaging through the storehouse yeah, okay. in, in, in the back room, <laughs> and grabbing stuff. You know, we do we do shipping, free shipping worldwide. Um, we curbside pickup. Even we started doing that. Oh, nice! People order stuff. They right. get a text message when it's ready, and they come and they just give it to them. Here you go, genius. Um, but you know, it's, this is like really crazy. Like I talked to Rob, and this is really, really, really surreal. Right. Um. Totally different. I mean, when when was the last time something like this happened? Well, here's the thing. It's funny. Talking to my mom, she's 83 and she lives in Brooklyn. Um, she, you know, she's going, she's, she's, thank God, you know, she's healthy and she's, you know, not around anybody and, you know, whatever. But, you know, she, like, sometimes I was, I kind of like a little bit like lose my mind staying in the house, you know. Every day, coming to the store only a couple hours just to, you know, send out orders, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I remember she was telling me, and, and it really made me, I don't, like, don't want to say man the fuck up, but here I am bitching about staying in the house, TV, internet, this, this, this. And she was telling me, she's like, you know, when I was seven years old, the Germans came, she's from Greece, the Germans uh, took over my fucking town. Right. We were hiding underground for months. Right. We were hanging, you know, living you in go. the mountains for weeks. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. right. Like, right, right. I mean, this is bad. Don't get me wrong, but 
like chill the fuck out. Perspective on it. Perspective. Yeah, it's been a month. Like calm the fuck down. Right. And the you know, Nazis aren't upstairs walking right, around. Right. right. Yeah, you can still order pizza. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. And play on your phone. <laughs> right. You still right. got a shot with a bunch of fucking You can still things. watch Pornhub. You can still Pretty go much. on a podcast and fucking talk shit. Pretty much. Right. But you got Brazzers. You're all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jules Jordan, what's up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got um, backroom so, facials. Yeah. <laughs> it's so surreal, but like it's kind of like weird when you look at it. It's like everything goes in cycles, and I'm not trying to do some Illuminati or conspiracy <laughs> shit. But, Uh-oh. but no, no. But when hear me, anyone hear me says out. that, you know some crazy. They're about no, no. to go on. Listen, one. I don't no, want no, to no, go no, 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 down the hole. I'm no, not no. But it's, here it's, we go. It's, it's in everything, cycles. Everything goes cycles. So when you look at it, the it's moon like is in Aquarius. Everybody, everybody has had um, something like okay, 9/11 was our generation's Pearl Harbor, right? Yeah. This is our. So we had Pearl Harbor. And then after that, it's, it's the Great Depression and the Spanish flu of the right. 1900s. Right. And that's what this is. You know what I mean? It's the Spanish flu. Right. It's the universe that's, doing what it does. I, I think it is. I mean, look, it, this is really fucked up. And now watching the news, you know, I, people that know me, I do get political. I've I never been this, this, this way before. Ladies but, and gentlemen, the stylings of... Brooklyn Dom, you know, but politics, but, current but, state of affairs. Here we go. You know, here is a president that's 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 telling states to quote unquote liberate the states that you know stay at home, don't get anybody sick. Everybody's like, oh, we're gonna go march outside. This gets our rights, and he's telling, yeah, yeah, go outside, march, liberate yourselves. You know, it's like it's like we're not we're not fucking an occupied country. This isn't France in 1944. Like, li- stay at home. Watch on news today. There's a there's a there was a protest, literally in Huntington Beach. Everybody's with Trump signs like, "Oh, fucking!" It's like, dude, this is a disease. You're gonna get sick. Like, just stay in. It's it's not like a big go get your food or whatever drive through, but like let's let's take it easy. And it's like, it's like what we're living through now. I'm really accepting it. The business part I haven't accepted yet because that's the hardest. Because I'm paying my kids. I didn't let anybody go. Yeah. And I didn't get no... Uh, Stimulus check. No. And, and it's not... There's no plan for me. There's no, like, uh, small business loan. It's all, it's all bullshit. There isn't none. There's no more money left to take it anyway. But the, the, the plans were just not right. And it's just like... It's like other people have had fucked up shit and they deal with it. Like, you know, like in today. Like, people that live in Syria and, you know, Libya and yeah. fucking... Think this is this is you know like and this is like a I think what I was telling Rob it's like this is like I think this is gonna kind of like reset everything yeah but the kind of fucked up thing is it's like the middle class it's gonna get shrinker it's it's the rich are gonna be fine and of course we have to help the poor and the middle class is just it's just gonna get Steve are you following any of this. Uh, I, I I think you should give a shout out for the store so you can get some yeah. people to buy some uh, stuff. Cause you got me fucked. Up. Skinny, I don't even think you should talk about politics, yeah. bro. Skinny you, Rob, can you skinny myself? Like Brooklyn Dom, you said. Here, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dom, can, can you not get in over your can, head? Can you explain anything that Brooke, uh, Brooklyn Dom just said? He kind of started out with Greece and then somehow it was like we gotta help the poor. <laughs> Where'd this guy go? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Dom is saying that's a good situation. Okay, it's a affects all facets of life yes. and you know and, thank you and yeah it sucks it sucks for everyone across the board no matter yeah. what you do if you're a human and like now animals supposedly too yeah 
Like animals don't have it bad enough anyways with right. fucking humans. But boom, vegan. It's like it. I, you know, with social media and stuff, like everyone's constantly complaining. Right. I'm so tired of being inside. I'm so tired of fucking. Yeah. I miss my friends. <gasps> I miss, you know, it's like people are fucking dying right now. Fuck y'all complainers. Fuck Get all you fucking complainers. grateful that you're still breathing. Yeah. And not with the help of a fucking ventilator, respirator yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like, yeah, it sucks for it sucks for me. It sucks for everyone in this room. It sucks for everyone in this fucking city. Yeah. You know, but it's like. What good is you fucking complaining and do about it? You know the, what I'm saying? The, the, the one See, that's good, why he writes that, that the lyrics. That can make you feel better. That's for why like half Skinhead second, Rob writes like, the lyrics. Listen, the, the one thing that good can come out of this is <laughs> that it has coming out of it is it, it's made me start. I've been talking to friends, like FaceTiming friends. Yeah. That we haven't talked in literally in a lot, years. We, right. We're on like Zoom chats, like homies that I have, we, all of us. Because we're too busy with our lives, with our hectic lives. And then also this also, I know this for a fact, a lot of people say this, all the stuff that when we did work and go yeah. to stuff we couldn't do, yeah. oh, I don't have the time to do this. Now it's like, you have all the time in the world to do Absolutely. A, right. B, C. And, and I've been doing that and I've been reaching out to friends and talking to friends. Listen, I'm going to lay it out for everybody right now, God damn it, I've heard enough. And this is what I'm going to say. Chasing the American dream was killing the American family. Yeah. Right? Stress, yeah. Too much trivial bullshit was going on. Yes. So one of the good things, I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone to get no. sick. One of the great things that can come of this is that a lot of trivial bullshit could get washed away. Now. Not to interrupt, but even a greater thing that can come out of this and is coming out of go this. Go ahead. Is the earth is being able to heal yes. itself. Yes. Right. Air quality. This is, is all, all this is man-made. This is all human's fault. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. What is human's fault? All the shit that the disease, we, the, everything, everything that's going on, global the, the way we murder the earth, okay, the way we, you know, the, the consumption of things, the yeah. pollution, this and that, hey. it's all, man, you you know, you look at, say like, <clears throat> tribes in the Amazon, Go indigenous ahead. tribes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, I'm American Indian, so yeah, okay, why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, but what they're. They know. Like, they're not dealing with this bullshit. I mean, they are now because we fucked it up for them. Yeah. But, like, all this shit with the prison system. Yeah. The public schooling. Yeah. The problems with all that. The, the fucking the money, school the shootings. Yeah. The this and that. It's like... First of all, who, there, who hasn't these- been, there hasn't been a school shooting yeah. since the quarantine. Right. Yeah. And you and know why? Because those guys that, that would do that <laughs> stuff are now protesting for, for freedom down yes. at the yeah. fucking courthouse. Yes. But it's like as humans, and, it, and it's all of us, you know, some more than others, but we all play a part in our own downfall. Right. You know, and, and it takes it takes something, unfortunately, as big as this yeah. for people to fucking Listen, try that's and what get they right. said at the end of you know World War One. At the end of World War One, after they muster gassed everybody, yeah. they were like, that was the war to end all wars. Yeah. That then, was it. And then, and then, the then atomic like, bomb. <laughs> yeah, we never learned. <laughs> okay, having said, we never learned, dumb. Listen. My friend, my, 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 my new friend, you've said a lot of things here. We've listened to it. There's been some fighting. There's been some yelling about shoes. Now, you said you wanted to get something off your chest, Mr. Esteban. Oh, Mario. yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. Let's this, hear it. Let's hear I'm it. wondering what this is. Yes, me too. Everyone, shh. No, he's never and been for those that don't know, when these two the go store. back and forth, it's the most entertaining yeah. show. I want to know. Go ahead. Has, I'm yeah. very, right. very upset. Very I'm, upset speaking, I'm speaking on 
my behalf and a really good friend of mine's behalf, we were we we sit up at night and we wonder, seriously, why did you put? Okay, ready? Shh. Why did you put? Let me finish this out now. Yeah. Why did you put Bobby Hundreds in your doc and not me or Ben Baller? I'm really really hurt about that. I love like, that like, he like, had like, Bobby Hundreds in the doc. Uh, yeah. No 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 no. Listen, this is between I'm, listen, these two. Listen listen. Yeah. yeah. This to me and him. Okay. Don't trivialize right. it, Steve. I, I, yeah, look. Okay. He could put however he wants in it. I'm a station. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Why did you not put me or Ben Baller in? Because we played such an important part in your life. And then well, you, what is that? Hmm? You can. You can. What's you, the important part? You, <laughs> give me <laughs> to that part, and then I'll, to, okay. I'll try to answer. That you can go around. This is puzzling. You can go around. Um, and number one, you can go to any Dean and DeLuca and get free food, courtesy of me. Really? Um, yeah, really. I didn't know that. Yes. And then you can also you can also say that you know Dom DeLuca, the world famous Brooklyn Dom. And then people will be like, oh shit, you know Brooklyn Dom? You can fuck know. my sister or something like that. You know what I mean? Like something Damn. like that. Like because people love me. And you know, with Ben Baller, <laughs> you can get that new gold front that you wanted, the teeth, the gold teeth with diamonds. No, I want the real ones. Like, oh, okay. Well, you can get, you can, but you get the you can get the, the gold ones, or you can get a nice gold watch with diamonds. Yeah. In wait it. a second, wait a second. I don't listen, wear that. Listen, 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 listen. Zero I'm, jewelry. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm my jewel. When I got my first record deal, yeah, I was supposed to. They wanted me to go buy a fancy car or a <laughs> nice fat gold chain or something like that. Yeah. Or you bought know, the, the chain. fashion. No. You bought the gold. Yes, you did. Nope. I, yes, I bought a sauna. Yes, he does. He has a sauna. Take that. Changed my life. Yeah. Listen, by the way, when are we going to do the sauna show? I'm ready. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Like, sauna show, right, Steve? If this shit can can work in there. Hold on. Let's talk to it. Let's talk to the master of sound. Master of sound, Sean, can we work out a sauna show? Yes or no? Yeah. All right. He says yes. Oh, let's do that. All right. Let's do it. Let's get real. Oh, how about this? Get me and Ben Baller on your sauna show. That's fucked up. Listen, wait a second. Okay, so let let, me. I did everything I could just to get you on this one. (laughs) Listen, and this marriage therapy, right? This counseling that we got going on right in this moment here, this interpersonal dynamics. Brooklyn Dom has come out of his his shell to express to you his pain and hurt and anguish because he feels that you've piggybacked on his success and gotten free food <laughs> and gotten to sleep with women or whatever because yeah. of Brooklyn Dom. <laughs> yes. And so None now he said, yeah, okay. He says you're piggybacking on his in- in largesse and that um, you should have put him in the movie. And now, Esteban, now, now, Dom, you said your piece. Yes. Right. Okay. Now, uh, Esteban Oriel, okay. uh, you please sir, uh, respond. Okay. What? It, why? Why? Be nice. It, All right. No, well, you can't. Wait, you can't no, put I conditions. Will. No, I will. No, you I'm, can't. No, I'm no, no. Sorry. I'm not you here express to shit your, on him No, or, no. You yeah. express your true feelings. Yeah. You express your true feelings. Okay. Usually, when people do something to somebody, it's either they're just an evil motherfucker, they they just don't like, or they have a lot of hate, or something right. like that, or something happened to them before to make them. Like kind of like a revenge type thing, right? So that's sometimes that's that's what I base some shit that I do off of is like, well, this didn't happen or this did happen, so f- I'm not gonna do this or do that. Mm-hmm. So it, it so what didn't happen or what what did well, Brooklyn Dom do that put you in didn't that, do or didn't, didn't do. do? He didn't. Uh, 
I've had my stuff selling here for over a year. It's one of the top selling lines. It's the only store that I promote in LA. Mm. Right. That sells my shit. Right. Damn. So that being said, mm. all my shit is always like, you know, there's the the shepherd fairies and the this guy and you, know, these you have your own goddamn section. These. He has his own section. Where is it? Well, it's over there now because we're filming, but that whole fucking table is oh, all yours. Yeah. I have the little kiosk that oh, goes in and out of the fucking thing. So anyways, I didn't get on the website until yesterday when I told him, hey, Don. That's not true. My fucking shit is blowing up on <laughs> right. the website. That's not true. I'm sold out of everything. That's not true. Right. It, was up it, there. It, it, it was up there. You couldn't find it. Put your fucking, put it, the, the inventory you have on your website, I did. please. Right. And what happened? I put it was up. What do you mean? And, it's sold and then out. we changed the names. Well, yeah, because then you said, "Hey, we have it," and then it sold out. Right. So that fast, one day. One day, think, he's selling out. Estevanorio.com. Estevanorioshop.com. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, do you think that Dom is jealous of your success, Estevan? I mean, he was or really your handsome, big good in the eighties, I think. Nineties, <laughs> buddy. In the 90s. Early nineties. <laughs> yes. And I'm. And it's hard to be relevant this many years. Right. Which, yeah. You guy, I can't take that away from him. He's one of the only shops that survived on Melrose. Oh, wow. I'm getting a compliment. Shit. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, I've listen. seen hundreds of shops. You thousands, know, if not thousands. I mean, let's, let, let's be real. I'm not saying they went belly up, but even Supermax and Wasted Youth aren't here. That's right. Right. right? And, yeah. and Brooklyn Dom is still here. Yep. Yeah. Right? That's right. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. You got it. Yeah. And this is why it. I got love for you, bro, because I know. I owned or I, I had a couple shops here. Stellan's on shop. We know what it's like up here, man. And yeah, it's rough. It's rough, it's, man. But this is like a clothing store war right here. Yeah. Right. This is the front line. This is like it's it's so hard that people had to go to Fairfax and open up stores because right. it's hard to stay alive here. So yeah. Right. They follow, you know, the 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 trends. Whereas if you, he's on the same road. He's on the same streets like Fred Siegel and shit. Like he's up yeah, against some fucking hard fucking huge yeah. Band. Like like Bape was one of the biggest lines in right, the world. Right. And they opened up. Are they still and there? They, they, they just reopened Gone. again, but they closed down for ten years and then right. they reopened again. So this, this is a hard business and a hard place to be. Dom has outlasted a lot of people, and right. because of that, he'll outlast a lot more. Right. We hope. So that being said, he's in a position to just move my shit. And he wasn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. You think it's a personal he, grudge or no, what is no. that? He just, he had me like Willie Lump Lump. Right. And he thought he was doing you a favor. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure that. Come on. <laughs> and he was, and you wonder what? Hey, motherfucker, you're lucky to be in here. <laughs> he almost, he almost, hey, and, and right now he's about to fuck his off on being in the sequel. Yeah. Because Esteban was thinking about the sequel, but. Listen, you're gonna keep on talking. Hey, you ain't gonna make right. that either. No, no, no. That's the, oh, go done. ahead, please. You see that spot up there where there's room for one more skateboard? Yeah. Oh. Room one more over well, there. Yeah. I gave him a skateboard that's out of print. It'll never get made again. Yeah. I could probably sell it today for a thousand dollars. Right. I gave it to Dom. Signed it, a Dom. You know, thanks for everything. No, right. you didn't sign it to me. You just signed. Thanks for not putting my shit on the website. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for nothing. Putting other motherfuckers. And he set it on fire five on days top ago. Of mine, right? But 
you know, and they got burned up. Yeah, the, it's probably in the storage unit that burned, burned down. down. No, yeah, it's, it's in my office. On it's in my right. office. It's on the insurance list uh, at fifteen hundred bucks, probably. So yeah, that's you know just that not putting my skateboard up on the wall. He got all these other people that he don't fuck with no more on there. So and then, you fucked up, Dom. Hey, Dom. Now I just you're starting now, to understand now. now. No, 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 no. Shit, uh, listen. Off of the website in the coronavirus. Esteban, now listen. Let's stop fucking around. Now let's be real for a second. Esteban, <clears throat> now you and I had been talking earlier, and you and I were talking about how uh, because of the success of L.A. Originals, Netflix came back and said, we want to do a sequel called L.A. Originals 2, right? And then you and I were talking about who was going to be in it. You were like, you know what? Fucking Skinhead Rob again, because that dude's fucking dope. Da, 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 this, you know, Steve, but, but, but. Yeah, and then, and then, know, and then. Beyonce, Eminem. Right. Rob. Right. You know, they were all in the first one. Right. Bobby Hundreds. Right. Yeah. Well, this time you might do Ben. And then you said, like, okay, LA Originals 2. And they said, you got one or two spots that just for your own personal, whoever you want in it. And you and you knew we were coming down here to do this and you were going to make an announcement. And now that you've heard what Dom shit talk about you, like, have you decided to put him in the sequel or not? Yeah. There was people that shit talk about me in the first one. Mm. Then, you know, I put them in there just for like comedy. Know, yeah. Just like, and, you know, right. You don't fuck with me, but look at how I do you, you know? Right. That's yeah. Right. So that's right. Take that's that. just how I am. You know, I just like to. So you're going to put Dom in the sequel or, or has he made it yet? Or does he have to put the shit on the website and move some merchandise before you're going to put him no, in the sequel? No, no, no. He, he, anybody else that would have fucked up all his opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> like if, hey, but let me tell you one thing. Because it's me and I do shit like that. Just right. To, you know, let me tell you one thing, and this is to you back. and this is true. This okay? go ahead. Okay, there's there other than Rob. Yes, and actually, other than Rob and myself. Yeah. Nobody. I, we have a, a studio, a, a, a design studio, and a storage unit. Another yep. store, like an office. Did that get burned down? No, too? it didn't. Thank okay. God. Okay. It's a, it's a block away. It's a block away. All right. And it's an office. Yeah. And there's only three people. There's two people other than myself to have the key. My partners don't even have the key. The kids don't even have the key. It's hanging up in the I office. That guy lives over there right now. Nobody lives in there. The only person that has the key yes. is Rob. Yeah. And him. I gave him the key. So he can go use it, use the computers, like use it as an office, uh, chill. I thought somebody was living there. No, some skater was staying there for a couple of days. He didn't have hey, the so key. what am I gonna do? Go work in He's there not there. He hasn't been there for like two months. Tweaking or fucking or oh yeah. my god. Uh, you he's supposed keep... to do work while that guy's jacking off watching <laughs> porn <laughs> pub jerking off yeah. on with his phone in there. Yeah. Just saying on top of that's, the boxes. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's how much yeah, I, I, I love that's how much I love this house. <laughs> That's how much I love this dude. Who's eating right. top ramen over there while he was trying to get some work done. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. Well, so everything that needed to be said, I needed to be said. Can you give us a, okay, so uh, Brooklynproject.com? Brooklynprojects.com. Brooklynprojects.com. Right. And uh, what's your what's your Instagram, Dom? Mine is Brooklyn Dom One. Brooklyn Dom One. And then Brooklyn Projects is the store. And there's an underscore before Brooklyn, after Brooklyn. No. <laughs> after Dom, and after one. No. It's, uh, oh, it's an, underscore uh, Brooklyn, underscore then, Dom, um, underscore <laughs> dot one. And then I have a new one. It's called uh, EstevanOrioleFanClub.com. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah, it's like up. all his stuff on there. I guess so I curbside, show. you order online. You they carry up. like 
the best of the breast, man. A lot, yes. of, a lot of great skate and streetwear. So yes, keep your eyes open and check out Brooklyn Projects. Rob, what's up for you? You got anything cracking? Anything you'd like to put us on? I'm just trying to stay alive. <laughs> you know, I'm just <laughs> trying to keep my hands clean. I like um, that. How do we find you on IG, bro? Um, my Instagram is uh, at Skinhead Rob. Uh, I don't do too much on there. Every now and then, you know, but uh, I just I don't I don't really do shit. I'm not too exciting, you know. I don't really like engaging with people too much. That's why, like, if I do, do post something, I don't really let the comments be in there because I don't really want to talk to anybody, and I don't want people using my page as a platform to argue with each other about right. this, that, or the other thing. Right, right, right. You know, like I'll go in there to support the <laughs> homies and this and that, but or post some artwork that I'm doing or some shit, but I don't, I'm not really into social media too much. Man, you sound like Sean, dude. Oh, Blue Eyes is like that. I just got on his case today. I'm like, motherfucker, you're in a troika. Like, you're just a three-part fucking crew. It's me, you, and Lucky. And Lucky and I get on Instagram and we fucking talk about the show, what the fuck we're doing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Sean, when are you going to fucking, you work in tech? Like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? Like, get on there and promote yeah, I mean, it's and a great marketing tool. And Sean's like, what am I going to do, man? I'm going to fucking go on there and fucking, and then what? And then what? Do I, what's the problem, Sean? I'm on IG right now, doing it live. No. Yeah. Yeah, because Steve <laughs> told you. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If you've got a really, really dope, cool brand, you're, you're looking for tips or you're looking for a creative director, hey, you, might wanna, you might follow hey, Rob. We, so hey, if you just follow Rob, you could probably become kind of cool <laughs> just by copying his shit, dude. So hey, you, you know want to impress the ladies? Are we gonna follow be able to, Rob. Are we going to be able to, is it possible to re- resurrect uh, expensive taste or whatever? We're going to look into that, man, Rob. because I would uh, love to. Uh, I think it's had its day. Mm. God damn! Uh, let's start a petition. No, let's, get let's the start redo. a petition. Yeah, come on. I dude. know we. I know we could blow that motherfucker. We're up. trying to get you. Like, speaking of p- which, you want to hear the best new? The new? The new platform is TikTok, and Estevan got the best TikTok. He does the best dance videos ever mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah. See, Lucky's seen that shit. Shit's off the hook. He said, "Let me see." He hey, never seen it. Este- Lucky's dancing. Look on at TikTok. Dominic. I want to thank you for letting us use your store. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rob, want to look? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'm talking over here. Listen, we got a Rob, whole fucking crazy thing. Thank going you on. for coming in today. Man, thank, thank you, brother. You I appreciate you setting it up, thank Dominic. You for Dominic, thanks for opening up your doors, Dominic, brother. We support you, bro. We support you during this time. I know, time. I know. It's family. Dumb. And Esteban, Esteban, thank you for fucking coming yeah, down, bro. The busiest guy in America right now. LA Originals. Go see yeah, LA Originals. LA Originals. Go watch it. I'm not in it. Not the first one. I'll be in the second one. You're in the second one. I'm in the second one. But you don't want to end up on the cover. It will be volume 10. And about this time, as we always say, adios. Ciao. We're out of here. Ha, ha, ha.